But hello, everybody. It's the Four Guys Roundtable Show. It's moi with these two, wait, two jabronis right there. See, on my screen, they're up there. I'm on the bottom of my screen. That's where you are on my screen, too. On the bottom where you belong. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Okay, that's fine. Darth Pat, Coach Jeremy, we have a fourth person. He's MIA. We don't know where he's at. I think he's not, I think he's home. I really do. I think he's home. I think he just wants to watch the, the Steph Curry against the Sixers to see if he breaks, uh, what is it, Ray Allen's record he's close to? Yeah. I think he just wants, at least he's dissing us for basketball. That's okay, though. I don't mind. Whatever. It is what it is. He's probably also a little upset because I think I saw that Notre Dame beat Kentucky. Yes, they did. They so. they they did. He definitely checks the score, so he he will know. Well, yeah, I've barely been paying attention to college basketball yet. So, uh, that team Illinois played uh, Arizona today. They had a chance to win, and they had some uh, say mental lapses in the final two minutes that cost them the game. But it's fun. It, it is what it is. It's still season is still young. They're seven and three. I can't really complain too much. Yeah, there um, you go. But, uh, That's a positive attitude. Yeah, my team, I mean, sure. my, team, my my team lost twice in that tournament that they ran a couple weeks ago and got beat by double digits in both games. But then they rebounded to beat Michigan in the challenge, which uh, and they beat them pretty handily, which which kind of surprised me. Um, and I think they have a date with UCLA next weekend that cbs sports classic where it's carolina uh, ucla yes. ohio state and uh i think kentucky where they like rotate who they play every every three years basically so um but yeah, yeah. they do i know ucla is in like the top five i think so i believe they are if i remember to watch it i'll i guess i'll watch it so was your uh your two gentlemen's weeks the week Weeks, put a plural on there. Um, week was boring because uh, we every morning this week, except for yesterday, as it turned out. But don't worry, that's been rescheduled. Uh, you know, I had like training sessions in the morning uh, at my job, which they're all about. You know, because you know, tax season, tax and auditing season starts in you know three weeks, essentially. So we're doing all the auditing training, and that shit is just. Auditing, the, the biggest problem with auditing as opposed to like normal accounting is that it's hard to like translate from like words and concepts and stuff to doing it. So auditing training is very boring, mm-hmm. which my boss well knows. You know, he even said at the beginning, he was like, you know, this is probably going to be pretty boring, but it's got to be done. You know, <laughs> so. I can uh, bet that it is boring. Yeah, so so that was that. And then, uh, yeah, yesterday when I got home, because I didn't see it before I left work yesterday, I saw the news that uh, uh, Michael Naismith of the Monkees passed away. Mm. Yes. yes, I did and see that as well. Believe it or not, that really hit me pretty hard because you guys know I'm a huge Beatles fan. Mm-hmm. Yes. I knew, about the, I knew about the Monkees before I knew about the Beatles. Because, the show. Right. The show it was cool. What yeah, when they when they did like the big like you know, first like you know, massive rerun there on everybody says it was on MTV, but I always remember seeing it on Nickelodeon and those networks are owned by the same parent company. So but 
but like seeing them on Nickelodeon when you're like six or seven years old, you know, it was, yeah, there was definitely like, you know, these guys are funny. These guys are cool. You want to root for them, blah, blah, blah. And Mike was immediately my favorite because, you know, even at that age, like, you know, he had the most kind of like driest or most sarcastic uh, personality and, you know, was really kind of really was pretty instinctively the leader too of the group. So, um, and then, you know, when you get older, you realize you, you hear all the stuff, of course, oh, they didn't really play their own instruments. Well, there's a big complicated history behind that, which I'm not going to go into. I mean, you can look it up if you want to, but, you know, Mike Naismith was a real musician. Um, and, you know, he was like big into like, you know, like a lot of people say he was a pioneer of like country rock, which he was. Uh, and then of course there is always the thing about, well, his mother invented whiteout, which is essentially true. Uh, his mother did actually invent like liquid paper because she worked in like a like a, some kind of an office where you know they needed to come up with something like that, and that they did that. And then Mike is sometimes credited as founding MTV, and what they mean yeah, by I've that is read that, that before. He developed a, a TV show, which was basically like a show that showed music videos and music videos had existed to some extent since like the mid 60s when the Beatles started doing like promo videos for Ed Sullivan rather than constantly flying over to do Ed Sullivan live. And other groups started doing stuff like that, too. So music videos like already existed. But Mike Naismith put it like, you know, was came up with the concept of putting it all in like one um you know show and everything and he like sold the show to warner brothers who basically developed mtv out of it so you know, he's a pretty interesting guy and uh yeah it hit me a lot harder than i was expecting unfortunately so because you realize it's another person who mattered a lot to you when you were a kid and stuff and still until you were an adult and you know, him and mickey dolans were doing a farewell tour this year and they played over at the uh the wind creek uh casino mm -hmm. and when i saw that they were playing i said to my dad hey you have any interest in going to see this and he said sure and i looked up like what they had like availability wise and everything in between the prices what availability they had left and just still like i'm going covid concerns about being in a crowd like that i said nah won't bother and now of course i regret not doing that so because that probably would have been pretty good they played their last show like three weeks ago in la and he mm. just just passed away. I mean, I know he had heart troubles a few years ago, and I think that's what sounded like killed him. So, so that was my week in terms of the sucky part. The good parts were uh, I'm finally starting to get all my decorations up. You can see the the wreath uh, behind me with all the Star Wars ornaments. I don't know if you can see the Star Wars ornaments on. Them, they but... look like lights. Well, I can see the Death the Star phone. in the middle. Yeah, if I got on the first side, if I went and dragged the phone over to it, I, you could show, but. This is what I want to show you. Like I'm realizing that my ornament obsession is getting a little ridiculous here. So look at this ornament that they came out with this year. And yes, this is an ornament. Yeah, okay? that's that. Doctor Who, isn't it? No, 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 no. They, they oh, no, that's Doctor Batman. Who. That's original Batman, the TV yeah. series. Right, right. So It's crazy that's an ornament. I saw it on the Hallmark, Hallmark website, and I was like, what the hell? This thing is this thing is really heavy. I don't honestly know if I'm actually going to put it on the tree or if I'm just going to put it on one of these stands I have. But but check this out if you will. So we never know who he is behind that mask of his. That's so dope. That's so awesome. 
after they slide down? Come on, tell me they slide down. That would be awesome. <laughs> and the door opens. That is fucking sweet. Oh, man, that is awesome. <laughs> that is cool as shit. So I'm showing, this, I'm showing this to my parents last week, and my dad, of course, finds it cool. My mother, of course, looks at me like I'm insane. <laughs> I, I, I yeah, think it's cool as hell. The, the other problem I had was, like, I uh, my, my parents didn't remember to bring over, like, extra ornament hooks last weekend. So I had to order some online because I couldn't find like any in any store. And the hooks I ended up getting were like pieces of shit. They work for some of the ornaments, but they sure as hell won't work for something as heavy as that. So I went back to the Hallmark <laughs> store today after I picked up my car from inspection. And I got these, these ones that are, they'll definitely stay on more, but they're, they also, oh, don't one those type. they also don't have a lot of space in terms of like hanging and dangling and shit. She so used a paperclip. Paper clips heavy enough. <laughs> yeah, I just it's I definitely just something to put on a table, bro. I just yeah, I just don't think that it's it's worth trying to put this on the tree because one of the other no. new ornaments. Whoops, there we go. One of the other new ornaments. Now I he's breaking it. Was, was like this, uh, like kind of like heavy pewter Millennium Falcon. Oh, they did like I saw that too. That's they cool. Did heavy, they did a heavy pewter Adat last year. This year they did the Falcon. So I had the Falcon on this like really you know shit hook. Last night, and like you know, went to go put it on the tree, went boom, fell right off. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. But it's 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 hanging on it's hanging on there now with the with the hallmark hook. So um, I just had to, I obviously had to put it on like one of the very bottom branches. Though. So it's like the branch is like drooping like this. And just so everybody knows, our bald bitch friend uh, AJ has now joined us. <laughs> he is so, showing so, his so, face. So, so AJ, real quick, um, because if anybody who tuned into last week's episode is aware, uh, we I made a reference to the BG song "I Started a Joke" because you were watching the uh, the NXT event, the the the, the take. Oh, I'm sorry, that's not called that anymore. Um, the NXT event. So I said that <laughs> I made reference to the, the to a lyric from that song and said, unfortunately, the joke will probably be on him watching that event. So was it? No, actually, it wasn't bad. Okay. Like, no, the, the women's war games match was a train wreck, but after that, the event was actually better. It was better than I was expecting. Like, the middle, the non-war games matches were actually good. So now, 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 do you think having low expectations helped you enjoy it better, or? No, I just. I'm just trying to get the sense of what NXT is right now, so. I mean, it's it's still <laughs> Pure Johnny, developmental. Johnny's gone. Kyle O'Reilly's gone. I mean, two of the guys that were in that match that made me want to watch that match are gone. So, I mean, they're they're going like this way slowly. Like, I don't even really. I'm not like on the Braun Breaker train yet, even either. I don't think he's all that yet. A lot of people seem to think the guy's great, and I don't think he's anything special yet. He's got the look, but. He doesn't really have anything else going for him. He hasn't been in a match where I'm like, oh, I can't wait to watch this guy wrestle again. Like, he hasn't done anything, like, to impress me other than be a Steiner. <laughs> so, the I just told Joe last night, I think, or two days ago, I think Carmelo Hayes is better than Braun is right now. I think he's the star on that show right now. So. Yeah, he is. <clears throat> I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'll be watching it six months from now. 
there's not a whole lot of reason for me to watch it right now. Mandy Rose is terrible. So <laughs> let's put the title on her. Then let's put her in a war games match. And she basically did nothing in the war games match. So what was the point of putting her in this match again? Yeah, she didn't do much. She really did. Uh, uh, fun. What? She's part of a faction. So I watch Did they put her in there for fun? I don't know. It's just, she didn't, she didn't really need to be in the match. Like they didn't have the right people. They don't have the right people anymore. It's like the war games match is good. If you have the right people to be in it, not all the men were the right people to be in it. If you don't have all the guys that are fit in it, it's not, it doesn't come off. Well, it was the worst NXT war games, men's and women's matches they've had so far by far. Like they were worse than the previous iterations. So I think no more war games. After this, I think that should have been the last one. I don't want to see it again next year. Mm-hmm. So mm, they'll probably still do it though. No, they probably will because they still do Hell in a Cell and Elimination Chamber. Even though I don't really need to see that every year either. <coughs> I just, I just had this conversation with Jay on the way home. It'd be cool if they did Elimination Chamber once every couple of years. Just throw it out there, but I don't need to see it in a pay per view every year. Yeah, I mean. People love it though. The masses love it. That's what they. That's their money maker. The masses. We're the yeah. minority. They're the they, masses. They, but they probably but, have the attitude that, like you know, we've got it. We should be using it. Yeah. yeah but if absolutely. you're not even, but the masses is what they're appealing to. But if you can't sell an arena or get anywhere, you can't sell half an arena for Raw right now or SmackDown. Then who who are you really? Who do you need to start appealing to? Because you can't sell out the you know, the, the half arena to raw for nope. a show right well, now. That's, that's another, another topic for another discussion with that. <laughs> Ticket sales are down. We're losing money. <laughs> they are. They're like, bring like, in Brock Lesnar. That'll fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's I release mean, everybody. That'll fix I mean, it too. I last night was the first time in WWE history They've given Brock Lesnar the microphone twice in the same night, and he was actually entertaining both times last night. I was like, holy shit, this guy is actually not terrible on the mic. What is going on here? Because I think he's playing a character that he likes that kind of fits him in like real life, per se. It is. So he's having fun doing it. Madness, I said. It's madness. All along, we're like, wow, this guy can't talk at all he needs a mouthpiece and now he doesn't have a mouthpiece and him and Sami Zayn were funny as hell and then when he was and with the yeah, they were with the hill jack coveralls on last night nobody else could pull that off except for Brock Lesnar if anybody <laughs> else wears that it's a no but with him it works because it fits like him going into Pierce's office and his coveralls talking about yeah I killed the moose and hung him from the ceiling and called him Pierce <laughs> like that's the that Montana Canadian attitude right there. <laughs> I just catch on. It was like it was like Bizarro World with with I'm like, I cannot believe that this guy got the microphone twice in an extended promo and he was actually entertaining both times. Yeah, I definitely was. Maybe definitely Sable taught was. him how to talk. <laughs> <laughs> they made it. Uh... <laughs> I listen, honey, this is how you got to do it. <laughs> They made it seem like Heyman has control over Brock last night, though, because he like was like, you're this, you're that. And all of a sudden, he flipped the switch and turned into the beast and beat the shit out of Sami Zayn. So they made it seem like Paul Heyman 
kind of controls him a little bit still. Oh, maybe he knows the trigger words to unleash the beast. <laughs> Probably. I mean, we that's where this is going. Like and anybody that doesn't think that Heyman's gonna join Brock and help him beat Roman eventually, like that's where the what the payoff for this is for sure. At least um, it should be. Oh, but hmm. Mm. Yeah, WWE, yeah, WWE doesn't do a whole lot of like reverse twists anymore. They're well, pretty straight uh, not, to the not, point. Not just that, but that would be trying wow. to do a double, uh, a double switch, which is hard enough to do anyway. So, who knows? Yeah, definitely so. I've given up trying to figure out what they're doing. So, I mean, I... what did you just pop in your mouth there, senor? Piece of a candy bar. Oh. So, Pat, uh, behind your left shoulder, does that door take you to your bathroom? Yeah. See. So, yeah. I see you have one of those, you know, like all apartments do, one of those generic nipple lights. You know what you should do with that nipple light? You should hang a mistletoe from that nipple light. That's what you should do. Oh, and then when your mom comes over, you can kiss her. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That would be the dumbest place to hang a mistletoe. Well, this is my this is this is my office, which has become increasingly uh, sparingly used anymore. Um, I haven't been spending a lot of, I haven't been spending a lot of time in this room over the last uh, couple of months, except for when we do this podcast. It seems like so or midnight um, porn time. Nobody's going to be walking back. <laughs> nobody's going to be walking back and forth, you know, through there. So. Do you have one of those nipple lights that leads to your bedroom by chance? Um, no, not really. Hmm. You should put a fake one up there and put a mistletoe from there. So when the ladies come in and out, they have to, you know, do the duty. What ladies? <laughs> His sisters. <laughs> yeah, neither, neither, neither of them come over here either. And Pat's uh, not going to kiss his sisters. This isn't West Virginia. Come on. <laughs> oh, well, that could be. You just never know. I was in Neutropoli today, and could sure there's some people over mm. there that are kissing their sisters. Yeah, yeah. Not, I will not, agree not, with that. I one. love my sister. I'm more in like I love my sister. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and not in my stepsister type of way. In yeah. my real sister type where's, of way. Where's New Tripoli? Is that in Pennsylvania or what? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's another one of those ones that they probably don't say it right either. Or it's New Tripoli, but they're probably like it's New Tripoli, right? New Tripoli. <laughs> probably they probably do. They probably yeah, do. Uh, you know, Tripoli from World War One. That's how everybody knows that word. So, what kind of candy bar are you eating, Pat? Uh, Reese's fast break. Oh, I was just about to say the fast break. It looks like a fast break. Is it a king size? Is it the big gigundo? <laughs> yes, it is because I was at Wawa. So. There you go. Got to get the mm. big in. Don't go for those little tiny candy bars. Get the big in. Treat yourself, Pat. You deserve it. <laughs> I don't know why. Because <laughs> you're Darth Because you, you said so. That's why. <laughs> So as, as you guys know, I was in uh, the West Coast this week mm -hmm. for work. Yeah, we have to hear about the trip. So here's the thing. It's it's nice. You know, the area I stayed at, I stayed mm -hmm. at a pretty cool, you know, 
It's called Red Rock Casino and Resort. It was nice. Nice. Cool. Um, there was a, a little a mall area called Summerlin Mall. It's kind of like a more, it's like the promenade on steroids, put it that way. It's really okay. nice. It's really cool. They got cool restaurants. We ate at one of the places there. Um, seems like Asian food is the thing in Vegas right now. I ate at three different Asian places in like two days. In one um, day? All, uh, two days. It was, it, was, it was all good. It was all good stuff. Um, here's the thing, though. So my friend Bill and his wife moved out to Vegas about a month and a half ago. So I met up with him Tuesday night. And he took me to the strip. He ate at this cool place called uh, My Best Friends. It's, it's an awesome place to eat. Good alcohol, too. And then we walked the strip. They showed me around. Here's the thing. Like, it was cool, but I didn't get a wow factor from it. From the strip? Yeah. Like, I didn't get a wow factor. Like, it's all the lights and all that stuff. But it's it just weird. I think, I guess it's different for everybody. Like, it was really cool. Don't get me wrong. Walked around, saw the T-Mobile Arena. You know, we passed uh, the Legion, um, you know, football stadium. It looks like the you know, New Age Death Star. You know, I you know, took a bunch of pictures and stuff like that. You know, I posted the Bellagio with the fountain on Facebook and our Instagram page, mm-hmm. um, you know, the fountain stuff. So everything was cool, but it's just, it was just really, it's weird. Like it was cool, but at the same time, there was nothing that like jumped out and like wowed me. You know what I mean? It was like, there was lights, but it wasn't like this spectacular thing. It was just like, it's here. So I don't know. I guess it's different for some people. I was like, I was like, I never, it's my first time there. So I was like expecting a lot. Um, I guess I think I was expecting too much, but overall it was a cool experience. We walked the strip. Um, and it's kind of like my friend Bill says, we're going to walk this part and we're going to walk down this, this one section of the strip. And then when we get to the end, we pass Bellagio, we crossed the street over where um, I think it's Bally's and Flamingo. And we came up. And it's a whole different world. Like each side of the street is like totally different. It's like going to Manhattan and then going to the Bronx. It's kind of like it's legitimately like two different two different things. So, um, my friend Bill, his wife likes to likes the Cosmopolitan. So we go into the Cosmopolitan. And it's like three floors, right? We're in the second floor. We're going downstairs. As we're going downstairs, here's these four big fucking security guard dudes dragging this guy. He's got his cowboy hat on, he's drunk as shit, and his pants fall down. So everyone's getting a frontal and a rear, you know, show from this dude. And he's Ooh, the, the guy's trying, nice. <laughs> the guy's trying to like pull up the dude's pants, and he's like wiggling himself so they can't pull up his pants. I was dying. Everyone stopped. People start taking pictures, and I'm like. Well, welcome to Vegas, Joe. You know, yeah, we got some crazy stuff going on. Um, so that was the first thing. Uh, the second thing that was just crazy is like this week is called what I from my coworkers at the Vegas office uh, said to me, it's Cowboy Christmas. So uh, George Strait played, Carrie Enderwood played Wednesday night. There's a big rodeo that was in town. And every casino we went in, it was Cowboys galore. All the country folk were out and which is fine. It's cool. The females though, they tried to mix the country style with Vegas style. Some pulled it off very well and some failed miserably, ridiculously miserably. 
there was this one lady. She was with her, her cowboy. She had a pink suit on. Uh, her pants, her pants flared, and she had rhinestones going down the side, right? And in the middle of the rhinestones, she had like these tassels. And her jacket was all rhinestone and tasseled up. And then she has this big black cowboy hat on. And then the and then her suit jacket was buttoned up so far. And she had the she had the puppies out with just a straight laced bra. That was it. That was all she was rocking. And I was like, kind of sort of works, but not completely. But uh, yeah, so there was a lot of uh, interesting people. Uh, people tell my, my friend told me that you will notice you will definitely figure out who lives there, who's a tourist and who the strippers are. Um, it's pretty obvious <laughs> for the most part. When we walked down across the street to the other side, which I'll call the Bronx side, there was this guy there with a uh, Latino um, lady and uh, he was like, kept talking to everybody. So we get up to him, we're passing him. And there was this couple in front of us. He's like, hey, guys, what's up? We're like, what's going on, buddy? And he was like, hey, he goes, who's looking for a good time tonight? I got a limo parked around the corner. And you can come with me and my lady. And There's the pimp. The strip joint. <laughs> we could go to the strip joint. <laughs> uh, we could go to the strip joint and have some fun. So there was this guy in front of us walking with this girl. He's like, he goes, what do you mean? He goes, I ain't going with you in a limo. That's around the corner. He goes, well, once you get around the corner, you start trying to stick shit up my ass. You can fool me once, but you can't fool me twice. He goes, never mind. You could probably fool me twice if it's really a good time. And this guy was just like going on. <laughs> it just made me laugh. It was, it was, it was funny. We saw some, um, definitely saw some interesting characters, you know, um, went into this one little mall and uh, my, uh, interesting just interesting stuff it was cool stuff though um but just interesting interesting atmosphere um for the most part i mean overall it was cool <clears throat> but uh yeah it's kind of like you know i would go back to visit my friend bill and, and you know i'd go back to for for work work wise but mm -hmm. um yeah i i i don't know I, you I'm, didn't I'm do any a, gambling I'm, oh yeah i gambled i gambled i won a hundred and Forty-four dollars on the roulette table. Oh wow! Um, He's a real gambler. My... He's playing roulette. The get super <laughs> no, game of chance. Now, now make sure you report that on your taxes. You gotta be fucking kidding me right now. So my <laughs> my, my my coworker Kevin that works at the Vegas office. Um, I had a good time. We were talking about a lot of stuff. We have a lot of things in common actually. And he was showing me a, uh, like a specific way to play roulette. And I'm like, all right. So Wednesday night, you know. Um, I was like, I had an $18 voucher. And I'm like, all right, fuck this. So I go down, go to a roulette <laughs> table, cash to my $18 voucher, and I played the way he showed me. So I won a couple bucks, you know, didn't do nothing, didn't do nothing, won a couple bucks, didn't do nothing. And I think I had like $4.50 left, right? Because the type of table I was playing. So I put all the money in the way it is. And then I hit 100, 100 fucking $45 or $44.50, I think. And I was like, all right, catch that shit out right now. I'm done. I got to go home <laughs> tomorrow. I was like, that's it. But it it was a cool strategy. I've kind of really never seen it played like that before. Because mm -hmm. me and my friend Marcus uh, played played roulette back in the day. But hey, I won some money off of it. It was uh, it was definitely cool. So, uh, And then um, I will say, um, I visited the 
the dispensary to uh, try out some of those great tasting gummies they have out there in uh, <laughs> Nevada. And uh, they were definitely great tasting. I will say that. Did, you, did it hit you hard? Um, you know, that's a good question. Um, I took, I had one gummy and I was feeling okay, but I just wasn't feeling the impact. So I took another one and then I felt the impact. <laughs> so, uh, you know, um, it's good. And if I ever go out there again, I, you know, uh, I haven't signed up for the rewards program. So uh, we're all set. The rewards program <laughs> at freaking dispensary. Holy shit. Yes. They seriously, they do. They legit do. It's, it's like you, you know, can't, any store you go into <laughs> has a goddamn rewards. We're all doing it. Freaking thing. Like, there's not a damn place you can go anymore that doesn't have rewards. And they all want you to sign up for it. Hey, do you want to sign up for our rewards card? Like, 50% of the time, I'm like, nah, that's okay. I'll pass. Oh, but you could get great coupons. I don't fucking shop here enough to take advantage of your fucking great coupons. All right. I'm in here once a year. <laughs> no. No, it was, it, it was, it's definitely interesting how they, some of the places, you know, I went on the website searching, Googling stuff and seeing how apps, some of the dispensaries are set up. So I went to a 24 hour one. And they were super nice. You know, you go in there and you're like, hey, this is my first time. They're like, oh, awesome. I'm here for a business trip. So, you know, they're like, okay. So they asked me for my driver's license to make sure I was of age. And, you know, she's like, hey, we reports program if you ever come back. Because I went on their website mm -hmm. and you could do like a curbside pickup. <laughs> you could legit do a curbside pickup or whatever. And you could pay by cat, you know, pay by cash when you get there or buy points. So I'm like, sure, fuck it. I'm going to do it. So I gave her my cell phone number, sign up for rewards. And that you get you get a person that is like your personal shopper. He takes you to the back door. Um, I know that's funny. He takes you to the back door. Um, <laughs> and then kicks you and out. All the, and all the <laughs> magic happens. So you go back there and they have um, they have all the stuff. And I was just asking like dumb, stupid questions. And I was like, thanks for being patient with me. <laughs> He's like, no problem, brother. So, um, you know, I just picked out some gummies and, uh, you know, wanted to try them out. And uh, no, it was cool. They were super cool. And they give you like, so on the gummies, you turn it over and it has like, it's, it's like all the ingredients, like everything that's in there. So I'm like researching it and looking it up because I'm, you know, I just want to know stuff. And they put it in this like black baggie and it has their little logo at the bottom left, but it's like this super black bag and they put it in there and they give it to you before you leave. Um, so I just threw it in the trunk of the car and in the back seat of the car, actually, I'm sorry. And just, uh, you know, went back to the thing and popped one and then popped another one. Then I went downstairs and cashed in my 18 hour voucher and played the roulette table. Did they, um, <laughs> did you, did they put it in a bag and then you weren't like with a stapled bag you know, that you couldn't open until you got like home or whatever, or wherever you were going? No. So the certain places are like that. So the gummy, the gummy bears were in like a normal pack where you have to like tear the top off. And then it's like a, like a Ziploc bag seal. Mm -hmm. And then you open it up and then the bag they put it in is, is a big black bag. And it's the same thing. They put it in there. And it's like a Ziploc seal thing on top, but you could, it's easy to open. It's not that big of a deal, but um, yeah, some places are a little bit different, but yeah. And it, it was, it, to be honest with you, it wasn't even expensive to be honest. So it wasn't even like super expensive. It was actually really good pricing and whatnot. So 
I was like, hey, if I go back again, I have a rewards program. I got rewards for the, the stuff I bought. So <laughs> I heard myself a free bag of gummies. <laughs> so uh, I'll go back again. I don't ding, care. Ding, ding, ding. Um, but no, it was uh, over, overall, it was cool. I just, even though it was for work, you know, I wish, I wish it was like a day longer, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Traveling like during the week, like during your, like when you're on your work day is for me personally, for the amount of people I spoke speak to every day and the amount of emails I send back and forth with people. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of, I was like, I just felt like behind and, and Friday I was, I worked from home and I was just trying to catch up and it was just like a long ass fucking day on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, but the flight out there, wasn't bad. The flight home was a little more exhausting to be honest. Um, Atlanta airport is fucking huge. Yes, it is. So I get off Atlanta and I have to go down like 50 yards, hook a left for another 20, and you hop on this train and looks like a subway. Dude, that fucking thing almost knocked me on my ass. That shit goes like 75 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, it takes <laughs> you to the other, other side of the airport for departures. All, all the concourses. <laughs> so I had to go to concourse B, and it was like, it took off. I was like, holy shit. I grabbed the pole, and some other people were like kind of unexpected by it. I was like, god damn. <laughs> um, super fast, but yeah, I mean, it was it was cool. Overall, the flight's home. I was just wanting to get home at a certain point. But, you know, the flight there and the flight back was all right. It wasn't bad. I'd go to Vegas again. I'm not going to say I wouldn't. But, you know, it just didn't hit me like I thought I was going to when I went to the strip for some reason. Yeah, and see, my dad had the opposite. Like, my dad loved it. Like, he's wanted to go to Vegas forever, and he went last, last year or over the summer. I can't remember now. But, uh they finally got to vegas and like he loved it he loved the strip and all that stuff he's got a bunch of videos on his phone and and that did you get to old vegas did you walk down far enough to get to old vegas yeah yeah went over there too um definitely did i I think the biggest thing like when you go out there besides going out there like if you're not one to gamble you really need to go out there like go to a show or something you gotta go out there and do something uh they have a lot of stuff to do hoover dance yeah, it's like a three-hour drive. <laughs> I think Damn. it is or something like that. Yeah, it's 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 quite a way. They have all kinds of different stuff to do, but it's like it's if you're gonna go out there, plan to go out there when there's like a show that you like um that's going on out there if you're not a big gambler and like try to like See, set yourself four, up for some other four stuff. guys round table show should go out there for a live Vegas show. We'll do a live Vegas show out there. We'll spend a couple awesome. days out there and we'll go watch a burlesque show. We'll go catch a burlesque show. <laughs> I knew you'd be down. <laughs> I'm down for that. Pat, the only time the only time I'm going to Vegas is when AEW is there for double or nothing. That's probably the only time I would ever even think about it. I'm not surprised by that. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, why does that not surprise me that you'd have to that it be related to a wrestling show? Yep, yep, not surprised. But <laughs> overall, I mean, it was a cool week. It was good. Yeah, yeah, I definitely had fun. Yeah, my week wasn't Co-workers bad. I can't complain. Super, super fun. So we got. I, I I told I'm lucky, guys. My for her birthday, Nicole wanted floor seats to dynamite. So that's what I got for her birthday. We're going. We got floor seats for the dynamite in Cleveland at the end of January. Oh, nice. Fantastic. That's definitely cool. It'll be fun. Oh, and to you other guys, Pat and Jeremy, my coworker Kevin that I have a lot in common with is actually. <laughs> a huge wrestling fan and ah. he is friends with Scorpio sky and he did some wrestling back in the day as himself as well. 
and uh, he likes to uh, mix it up with wrestling talk. So <laughs> we had some good conversations while I was out there. He's a cool dude. He definitely is. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, great. When you watch the podcast, I, I gave him the link to the YouTube and, mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. And so he subscribed to it. So he's going to watch. And I was like, yeah, just watch the guy, AJ. You, uh, you'll you have a lot of fun talking to wrestling about him. He's like, cool. I like to mix it up. He goes, I don't care. And I was like, oh, here we go. We'll have a fun-filled uh, episode of professional wrestling with these two guys over here. Let's get some popcorn and sit back and smile the whole time. Nice. No, he definitely wants to come on and talk wrestling, you know, at some point. So that's all I'm going to let him know. All right, for that episode, I'll zone out and pretend I'm doing something else. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, with that being said, uh, which sounds like that'll be a lot of fun, we're we're up to week 13 of of football. Technically, week 14's already started with Thursday night game, but I thought it'd be fun as a group to go back and watch some of the highlights from week 13. And kind of react to some of these crazy plays since we really only ever, most of us only ever watch our team or maybe like, well, I don't think any of us watch Sports Center anymore because it's so bad. Uh, I don't because I don't have ESPN like that, but I still watch it in the morning. Sports Center is increasingly irrelevant in a digital Wi Fi internet world. You know, there's just so many other ways you can get highlights. So. Mm-hmm. True. That's not what I wanted to do. Stop sharing. Were you about to show us your porn collection of videos on there? Yes, exactly. If you so have got, you don't have Debbie Does Dallas in there, I'll be very upset with you. I don't have any any kind of inappropriate material <laughs> on this laptop. <laughs> if well, I, I mean, did, it'd probably be crashed. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't have that, Joe. But he has Dallas Does Debbie. Ooh. So. God, I get so sick of seeing these That's damn betting freaking commercials for everything. Anytime you put on anything sports related, it's like, hey, you guys want to bet your money away and lose all your life? I'm like, no, I don't. I don't want to bet no, anytime. Any anytime you put anything on YouTube now, you see a fucking uh, All right. So what this is is this is uh this is NFL's uh top 15 plays of the week so it could be it's i don't know what plays we're going to see so this ought to be interesting so we got what new england against the bills huh i think i saw some of this i bet it was a running (laughs) (laughs) untouched for how many yards (laughs) a running play nah i can see that in this game holy shit that dude didn't even have anybody nobody even touched him (laughs) oh here we go atlanta and tampa bay I i don't think anybody breathed on him Oh, that was a nice grab. That was decent. That was a pretty decent grab. Was yep, that letter one, Fournette. Was that, yeah, letter Fournette. Yep. I'm used to fantasy points there. So I lost <laughs> this week, though. So it sucks. I, and so, you know, we're at number 14. I don't, that's not that great of a play. It's decent. It was a it's good grab. Oh, ooh, hey. for letter Fournette. Just a sec. The Broncos are getting a play, I think. Maybe. <laughs> no, no, but just a sec. It could yeah. be. No, it's going to be picked. Sure. It's going to be a pick yeah. six. Yeah. Oh, oh no! It's going the wrong way. The motherfucker threw it to the defense. <laughs> Where's oh. the dive attempt? I'm glad oh, they put what the fuck was that? I don't know what the hell kind of dance that was. <laughs> it looks You're like you trying to play- update some. D- you trying to update that some was, Dion shit right there. Let's see what do we got here. So we got uh, who is the hell? Seahawks against the 49ers. 
Oh, this ought to, and that's Joey Garoppolo back there. This ought to be hmm. interesting. Oh, uh, it's, Joe, it's Joey's brother, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Sorry, not Joey Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, no, he tiptoed oh. down the sidelines and never went out of bounds and scored the touchdown. 49 are still lost. That was, the, <laughs> that was right. the people's tight end. Yeah, George Kittle. All right, what do we got here? We got this the game. the the, the, the blah, 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 Cincinnati Bengals and the freaking Chargers. Uh, I think this. Oh my God, that's terrible. Twenty four to zero. Let's see. I think oh, this is actually that's a good uh, Good. Oh wow, that was a yeah, nice catch. Yeah. Man, shit, Higgins went up for that shit. Cincinnati still lost the game. It, yeah, <laughs> when you're down twenty four to nothing, uh, it's that's a that's a lot of comeback. Even though it's only in the second quarter at this quarter at this point in time. Yeah, that's a hell of a catch, though. The Dude, NFL, what the hell they were doing? The NFL's kind of been like one week, like the Chargers beat the Bengals, and the week before that they shit the bed against the Broncos. So, like, there's no like, there's not a lot of really good teams this year. I think there's a lot of parity in the NFL this year. Yeah, everybody's there's like, much, there's too much parity in a way. I mean, nobody, yeah, nobody's showing up on a consistent basis for week out, week week in, week out. Yeah, the, the best three teams are in the NFC right now. The Chargers have it easy. Uh, oh, we're still we're still on the Chargers game. Now we got the other end here. The Chargers the... have it easy tomorrow. So let's see here. What are they gonna do? Well, I want to. Oh. I want to believe the Broncos have it easy tomorrow because they play the Lions. Oh, damn! The Lions that's a bomb. The Lions are riding high. See, that wasn't that great of a play. He didn't have to jump. It was a hell of a throw. I mean, he really bombed it out there. Yeah, Herbert's good. <clears throat> oh, 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 yep. Well, he got interfered with. So yeah, now we got New York. Yeah. Oh, New York and Miami, and New York's got the no. Miami's got the ball in this. Miami's got the ball. So this ought to be interesting because I know the Giants lost this game. Yes, they played very well for playing like shit. That was a good catch. That was a good tiptoe catch. Yeah, that was a good tiptoe catch catch by Parker there. Looked like he shoved the Giant defender out of the way, but, you know. No, Giant defender just ran past him. No, he he (laughs) wasn't full extension if there was. Definitely no push that I saw there. Yeah. Guy just ran past him. He's like, oh, he stopped. <laughs> well, right, so that we, old back shoulder throw. Now we got Washington and the Raiders. Looks like Washington's going in for the score here. This is number eight. It's the Jay Schrader. There's Hinky. Little Hinky magic. That was a nice tiptoe one-handed grab for Thomas. Who is who then uh, got killed later in the game. Oh, that's yeah. good. One hand. Woo. Yeah. Right, then we got Indianapolis and the Texans. This game was a blowout. And then, and then later in the game, he blew out his knee and they did the humane thing and shot his, shot his brains out. So, yeah. <laughs> they put that cow down. <laughs> no, they put that horse down. Oh, the horse down. They do that for cows, too, I guess. But I know what you mean. I got you. That was a good catch. No, it was. But Dolan. Mr. Dullin. He's pretty dull. Yeah, he had to get out there. It was put where hey, it was only it was put where he was only gonna catch it, that's for sure. Oh yeah, god, here we go. Oh god, here we got the Jaguars and the Rams. And the Jaguars Oof. got the ball. This ought to be interesting. I think this was a positive play for the Jaguars. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that was not a positive play for the Jaguars. That was terrible. <laughs> that was Jalen Ramsey picking up that the was sarcasm. So Donald oh, yanked it out of there as Aaron Donald is wanting to do. And we're back to oh oh boy I'm sorry Joe your, your team's getting <laughs> I I saw this highlight I already, I already know what this touchdown is going to look like I already know this one. all right so here's Arizona against the, the the Bears here and Kyler Murray oh my God he missed the tackle by a mile <laughs> I don't know what that guy was diving at but it definitely wasn't the offensive player <laughs> definitely was the right angle for that for that tackle. <laughs> Ouch. You fail geometry. <laughs> oh, that is sure like a legit replay. Oh, look at that. Oh, Whoop. one hand. Oh, you whiffed. <laughs> Good whiff there, buddy. Yeah, he didn't really that, was. that was bad angle. All right. Well, we got Dallas and the Saints. Ugh. Could it throw could it oh be an God, interception? Somebody, somebody that was a good catch Cowboys. right there. No, that was a good catch. Somebody made the Cowboys wear their blue jerseys for once. Why don't defenders try and push guys out of bounds now that there's no push rule? I don't they get that. Adapted. They haven't adapted yet. <laughs> I mean, it's been how many years? Yeah, I was gonna say it's been like quite like at least three years where they got rid of the no the the no push out rule. Well, you know they they're slow. Yeah, because shit, like he was close enough that he could have pushed him out. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of trying to push him already, but. <laughs> They're not going like to not a good effort, though. But that's one no. of the reasons they're on defense and not playing offense. Wow, they had to show this one like four times. All right. What do we got here? San Francisco. Oh, this Seahawks was this was, this this was is, a good fake punt. Oh, direct snap to the half, the fullback or halfback, whatever that guy, whatever position they call that in the punt Look at that. Uh, formation. He is oh, gone. And he takes it to the house. Damn. That was <laughs> a good play. Still not, still not the uh, worst fake punt that San Francisco ever gave up. No, we're back to Dallas and the Saints. Saints are throwing the ball. What the fuck happened there? What the hell was that shit? It was an interception. I think the yeah. receiver got killed before the ball got to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, that's the risk they take. And oh nope, receiver never got hit except for the guy that was chasing him. He Tipped oh, it no. backwards. Oh, okay. Went off his hands and off his helmet and off his other oh, okay. hand. And... Uh, that guy's out of bounds. <laughs> I'm watching this. Like now, we're getting a third replay. Uh, he's got it. That's a catch. Nope, he's got it's so That's drag. It's so drag. Yep. I mean, they would have they had to review it. Oh, just a sec. Oh, now, this, be the line this is the play. This definitely was by far the play of the week. So just to preface it for everybody that might be listening to this is we got the number one play from this last week of football is Minnesota and Detroit on the final drive of the game. Detroit's got the ball and oh, nobody covered the wide receiver for for Detroit score and Detroit gets their first win. Uh. (laughs) And the wide and and the D-backs are like. Uh, we're a bunch of d bags. Uh, we're gonna just leave the field now. <laughs> yeah, that was not. That was not good. No, I could not believe they did not cover them better. Like that was absolutely insane. Like this well, guy yeah, just runs an up route. 
you got to remember, sometimes when you suffer a very embarrassing loss, you get retribution, maybe not like, you know, immediately, but, but, but soon after, like, I mean, you know, the Giants gave up the miracle, the Meadowlands to punt return that one year, but yeah, you know, the next year they won the Super Bowl or, you know, Virginia became the first number one seed to lose to a 16 seed in the first round of the NCAA tournament. But, you know, next year they won the NCAA tournament. That's so, not happening know. to the Lions. not suddenly going to the Super Bowl next year. He's talking about the Vikings. I'm not talking about the Lions. So I'm saying Vikings fans, you need to ride this to the Super Bowl next year. On a personal note, I hope it doesn't happen because fuck you, Vikings. And right now all Vikings – go ahead. The Vikings don't know how to finish. They're they're terrible. Like they they they've lost multiple games in the fourth quarter. Like they they probably should have three more wins, but they don't know how to finish. They they almost let Pittsburgh back in the game the other night. They were killing Pittsburgh. And yeah, I, I saw the score at one point in that game, and then I saw what the final was, and I said, "Huh." Yeah. So the Vikings are. It's also a history that's pretty well cursed by. By losing and losing spectacularly sometimes. And again, you know, they're 0 4 in the Super Bowl, which is, you know, tied with Buffalo for being like, you know, the worst Super Bowl record of all time. They had like, you know, what everybody thought was the great team there in, in 98. And then and Gary then, Anderson, who hasn't, who hasn't missed a field goal all year, misses the kick. And then the, so the Falcons go to the Super Bowl. Then they had a couple years later the NFC Championship game against the Giants, where the Giants just obliterated them. Uh, you know, so the Vikings always have a tendency to, uh, you know, trip over their, uh, their own shoes, which is why like when they pulled off that win a couple of years ago on that, uh, the, uh, the Stefan Diggs play, you know, it was, oh, it was amazing. Yeah. It, it, it was amazing because it's like, oh my God, they didn't fuck up for once, but yeah, they, they still didn't do anything after that. But yeah. And at the end of that game, all the Vikings fans, when they lost to Dallas, I'm not, sorry, lost to Detroit were like. Oh, I got a. Oh, I forgot the share. No, I'm such a dick. Oh, that just that was terrible. Uh, yes, fuck up technically. Yeah, we'll try. Well, yes, I did. What? <laughs> <laughs> was that was that a minion? Yes, that was. <laughs> you didn't get to play a minion on our show. <laughs> oh man, but yeah. Why not? The Eagles, and I must say, I got to talk about the Eagles because, you know, Jalen Hurts, they they, they made the game-time decision not to play him, which I, I don't know if that was good or bad. I, I, I couldn't tell you. I, I don't know if it's going to hurt their team or make their team better. Um, but everybody got to see Gardner Minshew play, and Minshew Mania went off. Oh, did you I, see I, after the game, him and his dad, like he was like super – Super like stoked. I'm like, dude, calm down, smoke a blunt or something. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> he was like, just I thought he was gonna kill his dad for God's sakes. I felt bad for his dad. I'm like, Jesus, calm yeah, down. Evidently, buddy. well, his dad evidently has made every single one of his games, like any game yeah. he has ever played in. His dad has been there, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, it's just it, That's it's awesome, what from a, from a perspective of a fan uh, of football and you know and being an Eagles fan on top of that, it was nice to watch the Eagles be able to put together a balanced offensive attack, like they could pass the ball, they were running the ball. Where when Jalen Hurts is, if they try and pass the ball, it's like, oh my God, is he going to complete the pass? Is he going to throw it to the right guy? You know, it, 
it's it's so scary to watch him throw the ball because you just don't know what's going to happen when it's released. You know, so it was nice for that aspect. Now, am I going to say I'm a Gardner Minshew Minshew fan? Uh, no, because I know he has limited he has limited capabilities, and he's not going to be yeah. the quarterback that you're going to build a franchise around. He's just not that. He's a good backup that can come in, and you know you you have a possibility of still winning a game. Like that's the kind of you know quarterback he is and that's fine you know everybody needs every team should have that kind of backup on their team where they can trust in okay we're going to put the backup in we shouldn't we sh- we're still going to be able to compete in this game well the, the two the two things i would say is number one i totally understand the reason he was acting like that it's not every day you beat the new york jets on the football field that is <laughs> Uh, that is a moment to be savored, like a fine one. Well, the Eagles have never uh, lost to the Jets. Every year that they've played them eleven times and never lost. That's crazy. And, and, and two, two, Gardner Minshew, like you're saying, he is one of those guys that you know what he can do and what he will do at any given time because he has what they call unlimited downside. <laughs> Wow, that sounds just that just sounds terrible when you see that he's got unlimited, unlimited downside. Well, I, I it's it's not that I meant it to sound terrible. It's just that uh, somebody's got to make the funny comments on this show, so it might as well be. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, okay, oh, I see. Uh huh. Okay, I'm feisty tonight. I don't know why. Two weeks he hasn't told us, but he's got a girl coming over. I bet you he's got a girl coming over, and he's a little feeling a little randy. His his Trust hormones me. are kicking in. Trust me, <laughs> if I had a girl coming over, you guys wouldn't. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I'd say I'd have some cousins I could hook you up with, but most of them are either taken or live up in the mountains, so they're nowhere near you. Ooh, you yeah. call a mountain man. Those are two unfun things. <laughs> though it was funny. Grid Pat. Though it was funny. My aunt was trying to hook my oldest daughter up today. She's like, I could find, I I could find you a nice young man. I'm like, oh my god, because <laughs> she's like, why is she it everybody? Do it herself. T- why is everybody trying to hook me up around here? <laughs> how, how, said, old, how old is she again? 23 yeah let her let her oh, well it was funny when i was 16 or 17 somewhere in that time from that age my aunt when i used to go up to their house to go hunting she was trying to hook me up with the girl down the street from them um uh, and of course you know i met the girl and you know we hung out like one time you know when i was hunt- up there hunting <laughs> And I think she was at a wedding that was one of my cousin's weddings. But it's like, what were you hunting that night? <laughs> you was hunting for some poo tag pie, baby. <laughs> Not at that age, God. I don't get me wrong. I wanted to kiss girls and feel their boobs, but uh, I definitely wasn't hunting for pie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was just it was funny. My 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 aunt, my I love my aunt Pat, but she's always trying to hook people up. And of course, my uncle, her her husband is like, my wife's my wife's a good matchmaker. I'm like, oh my god, no, <laughs> not really. <laughs> yeah, let's not for us, not for us city folk, there, sir. Not for us city folk. <laughs> I'm, I'm very hillbilly, maybe. 
I am very much the kind of person who would just go, look, if I want you to hook me up with someone, I'll ask. <laughs> well, you know what? You're never asking, so. <laughs> <laughs> There's no, well, no, 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 no. Like you're saying this to your aunt who's offering it. Oh, is a bit awkward enough as it is. <sighs> um, but what I mean is there's nobody in my family who I could think of um, that would be, say, a generation older than me who I would want <laughs> to hook me up with someone. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's funny because my aunt – my aunt uh, – once again, I love my aunt Pat, she, but she's getting a little, she's getting up there in age, and I think she's starting to lose it sometimes because my daughter's name is Chelsea. She's got a granddaughter named Chelsea. She introduced them today like they've never met before. And they've met plenty of times at family functions. So it's, uh, Chelsea, I mean, meet Chelsea. Yeah. And they're like the same, they're like only a couple years apart. Like, <laughs> so they've known each other. Forever she senile. <laughs> yeah, she's getting a little getting a little well, loopy. Well, um oh, man. What, what I would say to I should that, give her something like gummies, she'll feel better. <laughs> well, what I would say to that, you know, being worried that your aunt's starting to lose it, is you don't have to worry completely until you're like sitting together at like the dinner table and she's staring at you for like five minutes without saying anything, and then she finally goes. Agnes, I ain't seen you since First Communion. <laughs> That's when you were. Yeah, well. Oh, my God. I mean, I know I don't have to worry about her. Call. She's always called me Joe, which is my, you know, what they call my dad, because me and my dad look a lot alike. So she's always done that one. But it was just very interesting to hear that she introduced the two Chelsea's to each other today. Um, so that makes me worry a little bit. She's. And it's and she's not even really that old. Like she's, I think seventy eight, so she's not even eighty yet. You know. Oh, don't worry. My dad's <laughs> seventy eight. He turned seventy eight in October, and he's doing the same shit. <laughs> yep, it's the right time for it. Don't worry. It's the right time for senileism. <laughs> yep, if that's a yep. word. Oh, 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 oh! Breaking news! Breaking news! Oh. Our long-awaited national nightmare is over. Or Braun Strowman has resurfaced. <gasps> and yes! ROH, oh, no. ROH, yes! He showed up at ROH tonight. I saw. I also watched. <laughs> I just watched Steph struggle tonight, so I feel like they've set the table. for. He's going to sit out Monday, and he's going to be in New York, and MSG needing eight threes to pass Ray Allen Tuesday night. Who do they play next before they, New York? They play the Pacers, but I read he's going to sit. He's on the yeah, struggle there's bus. Lot, there's been a lot of talk about the uh, this past week about uh, players resting themselves during the season again. Yeah. <clears throat> is what he it just, is. I find that very like, interesting. He's forcing. He want, I want him to break the record because they just lost to the Sixers tonight, and they were up <gasps> by yes. In the third quarter, and he I, he shot like shit again tonight. So he's like forcing now because he just wants to break the record. So like I hope he just gets it over with now. Because <laughs> no, the Sixers needed that win because they lost be like by double digits to um, who they play who they play the other night. Shit, I can't remember. 
but they lost by double digits, and I was like, oh my god, like that's terrible. I think it was lost again tonight's in Miami. We have five players out. They just like I saw they just did like a I mean, it's only half a third through the season, but they said they did a straw poll and Curry was the MVP. So it's like I just I just wanted to break the record so it can be done and they can stop talking about it. So like we know it's coming. We knew that this was going to it's earlier than I thought it was going to be. I thought this was going to be more like Christmas, but he's ahead of his pace for me that he when he made 400 threes that year he's ahead of that pace right now he's on pace to make like 425 threes or something right now mm-hmm. so i just wanted to break the record it's like 400 games less than ray allen did it too so like that's crazy <laughs> and it's like not even like he's doing it in a, half the time that ray allen did it <laughs> well i mean the game's so much different yeah. and you know it's evolved a lot since ray allen played so you know, the three yeah. balls a dom is a predominant I, shot anymore. I saw like I saw Draymond said that somebody's gonna break Steph's record in like ten years. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> there's nobody in the NBA. Trey Young's the best three point shooter, and he's not gonna break Steph's record. Not gonna happen. So yeah, it'll um, be it'll it it probably won't be in ten years. Maybe twenty when another group of young kids. I don't think it's gonna happen in our lifetime. So he's. Well, why well, play to live until I'm 100? So it, it'll fucking happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play a little long. I've already broken the record that Steph broke. Sure, Pat. You know, in, in some alternate universe that might exist out there. <laughs> in the Pat multiverse. <laughs> you actually can shoot the ball that universe? Uh, uh, yes. can, I, can I shoot the ball in that universe? Well, there's got to be some universe where I can shoot the ball. Right, and there's some universe where I'm I mean, six, yes. six, where I'm six six too. So I, I mean, the, 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 the statistical probability of me not being able to shoot in every universe is has got to be small. So like, if there, there's got to be some. Universe. I mean, I'm probably in a universe where I'm a porn star, so that's fine. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you oh my god! Speaking of porn stars, universe, why don't you just shut up? Oh, I can't. <laughs> and speaking of porn stars, one of my cousins was rocking the. I don't know why this is making a comeback, but he was rocking the, porn, the stash. porn stash. I have no clue, man. <laughs> no clue. He just I came see back some guys from, down here wet rocking, and I'm like, oh god. Yeah, he just came back from. Uh, <clears throat> I think he's on leave right now from the Air Force, um, and that. But yeah, he's rocking the porn stash. I was like, I looked at his dad. I was like, um, what's what the hell? What the hell's on his face? <laughs> like, I can never bad. do the porn stash because I can't get rid of. I, I don't never want to get rid of this. What's like your, I can't uh, even tell you my Wolverine shots. Yeah, I, I can't even <laughs> tell you the last time like I clean shaved. Man, it's been years, like eons. I think you should shave off. I think you should go for the Wolverine look. Like shave it down, like in here, and get the big. Mutton chop stuff going. As long on. as <laughs> as long as you don't do that shit I did when I was trying to be Triple H, don't ever do that. I think Joe has a little problem with that. He doesn't have the connector hairs on that on this uh, going down. Uh, yeah, they're like very. It's like thinner in this area for me. That wasn't my finest moment when I had the Hilljack beard. <laughs> I think I honestly think you should let it grow in for just like two weeks and we can see how furry you get. Like I, I imagine it's like full on like mountain man beard in two weeks. Who me? Yeah. Yeah, you. I've never that's the longest I didn't 
like that was like two weeks or two and a half weeks when I did that. That's the longest I went with. I can't do it because my face starts itching and it annoys me. It drives me nuts. I tried. Got to get that beard that. oil. You, you, you got to get beard oil and you got to get past that itch. Once yeah, you get past no. it, it goes away. Because I'd like to see what I one I'd like to see it. And then we went, you got that nice dimple in your chin where we could put a quarter in it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys. You guys got to see me grow the goatee uh, and be stone cold. So consider yourself <laughs> lucky that I even did that. Garbage. Goddamn son! <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That, that's a TikTok trend right now too. With with stone cold, I drank a beer, drank another beer. <laughs> like that's <laughs> they're doing like, that TikTok right now. Yeah, that's uh, a TikTok trend right now. It's a, it's all white guys. <laughs> no surprise <course>. there. <laughs> Rednecks. Uh-huh. Did you watch did, Joe? Did you watch Jay said the Arizona Illinois game was like a tournament game today? Yes, he I watched the whole game. Really good. He said it was like it a was. Mark Madness field game. Yes, we made some mental mistakes at the end that cost us the game. Otherwise, we could have won that game. It was definitely that uh tournament feel, though. Jay said sure. Arizona should be ranked in the top five right now. Mm, they probably should be. Yeah, I agree with that. They have a really good team. They definitely do. I'm, I was at I was at work the whole, so I also missed Kentucky getting beat by Notre Dame and playing like shit. So Ugh, I'm like, that's tough. I'm like, I like Kentucky's played a bunch of patsies, and the only two teams they played that weren't scrubs was Duke and Notre Dame, and they lost to both of them. So I'm like, great. Yeah, that's not. There's good. still a lot of there's still a lot of time though. I. I didn't, I didn't delve into it, but I saw Desmond Howard was getting some flack for shitting on the Buckeyes and the Heisman Trophy thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, pro- probably because he, he wanted Hutchinson to win, I guess. He was trolling I, the Ohio State. They said he like, I didn't, I didn't see that what he said, but somebody said he was not. It wasn't. He wasn't just making about Ohio State, Michigan. He was taking pot shots at C.J. Stroud. Like somebody said, he was like taking pot shots as, as him as an individual on that. You shouldn't really, if you want to do Ohio state versus Michigan, fine. But to like start taking pot shots at an individual player is kind of like shitty. <laughs> hmm. so, I didn't see that part. I'll have to look that up and see what he said. I, 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 I don't like Desmond Howard. I think he's an idiot. So I, I, he's Michigan, 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 but I did see a lot of people who are like, Hey, Michigan fans, you guys need to, slow your roll a little bit you won one game against ohio state in 10 years and you're acting like you've won five in a row like it is kind of like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're being a little overzealous with it and trust well, me I, I, we're gonna go and win the, the playoff now i i actually think they're gonna beat georgia so I, oh I actually, yeah they have a good I chance of beating georgia I, I can see them beating georgia because uh i think alabama exposed a lot of them last week so Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it wasn't pretty. We found out that uh, it was only maybe that instead of instead of that, you know, with the exposure. So you know. and Michigan has a good defense, so they're they can expose a lot that, more. That Michigan Georgia game is probably going to be twenty to thirteen. Like it could be a low scoring game with defenses, yeah. and it might be a defensive touchdown that wins the game because those two teams don't have amazing offenses. They have good defenses. So oh, yeah, that's not what I think we Michigan's want. run game is way better. We don't want to see defensive struggles. We want to see points on the board. <laughs> You'll see that in the Cincinnati-Bama game, don't yes, worry. Yes, probably. <laughs> and just think, 
we were on a podcast and Auburn could have could have beat Alabama <laughs> and they didn't. <laughs> and now the you know the gloves came off a week ago and Alabama looked like the best team in college football a week ago. So yeah, it was all because on that second down play, basically the Auburn running back got too close to the sideline. Like I don't think he was trying to go out of bounds. It's just that's where the play took him. And then I think when he realized he was too close to the out of bounds line, he couldn't do anything to you know, to stop or whatever. And the Alabama guy grabbed a hold of him and threw him out of bounds. So that's not the clock and saved them their timeout. And yeah, that's the only reason. I Alabama mean, fucking I'm not, I'm not going to lie. No, I'm not going to lie here. I was, that, that was the first time in a while. I was definitely rooting for Alabama. Sorry, Pat, but anything to keep Notre Dame out of the playoff, I was rooting for that day. So, <laughs> well, you know, I find it interesting too. I saw that Hamilton and Williams aren't going to play in the Fiesta Bowl, which, pisses me off a little like, i mean i get why and this is you know we were you were just talking about like you know rest and and skipping you know with the nba of course and this is a phenomenon that has now occurred in in college football with top prospects skipping the bowl games if they're not relevant if you're not in the playoffs yeah so like so like Thibodeau is not going to play in the bowl game Yes. And, uh, you know, like I said, you know, Kyle Hamilton and Kyron Williams. Kyle Hamilton's going to be a first-round pick. I don't know where Kyron Williams is going to go. I'm still waiting to see if Jahan Dotson is going to is going to skip the, the Outback Bowl for Penn State. I just saw that he's going to go play in the Senior Bowl. That was actually a couple of weeks ago. I hadn't seen that, though. But um, it wouldn't surprise me if he skips the Outback Bowl. I kind of hope he doesn't because I don't want Penn State to lose the fucking Arkansas Bowl. But... Uh, <laughs> You know. Yeah, that's a that's a bad part of why you take key players on and makes it harder for you to play in those bowl games. Yeah, I mean the, the thing about Hamilton and Williams that that bothers me a little about them not playing is I don't know. I just was would kind of hope that maybe some kind of a sense of pride would have taken over with the whole fact that you know it's been since the 1993 Cotton Bowl or the 1994 Cotton Bowl, whatever season year it was. I don't remember that Notre Dame has won a major bowl game. You know they've had uh, plenty of times where they've been in major bowl games and gotten embarrassed, whether it was by Oregon State in the Fiesta Bowl or by Ohio State in the Fiesta Bowl or by Alabama in the national championship game or the semifinal from a year or two ago, whatever the hell it was. So, uh, you know, you think that maybe you just want to try to kind of end that streak, but nah, I guess they figure their, uh, their personal futures are more important to them than their school. How dare <laughs> Uh, how dare you do that to them so Desmond Howard Desmond Howard really didn't even do anything that big of a deal like he just made a a a comment about the offensive line for Ohio State in their blocking that's all he did and they granted it was during the Heisman Trophy like show but that's all he did it wasn't that really that big a deal He, he is an idiot well, I'm not disagreeing with that, but he, he, most of those people on that college game day are idiots. Like I, I used to watch that. I haven't watched that in years because I want to punch all of them in the face at this point. So oh, I just, yeah. I don't, I just can't stand to sit there and watch two, three hours of a fucking pregame show for anything anymore. Like God, no, that's the only too much. I, the only times I ever tune into college game day anymore, are like at the end of the show when they're doing their picks, and that's really just out of curiosity more than anything else. You don't like any of the guys on that show. Not really. Hmm. What the heck's the one guy's name? He's been doing it forever. Um, I, 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 like, 
I, well, I, like Howard, no. I like Howard more than I thought he would because he's never – I've never found him to be as much of a Michigan homer as you might have expected him to be. But, again, I don't watch every single episode of the minute of your show. I think, so. I think he is a homer. I think Herb Street is the guy who's not a homer. He That's really who is, Herb Street. Yeah, Herb, Herb, Herb Street Herb and, uh, you know, since we're talking like ESPN personnel here, and is, uh, is very similar to Jay Villas in that – they went to schools that I absolutely positively loathe, but they are not homers right. for those schools when I they're like Street. When, when when they're broadcasting and when they're giving it out. You know, of course, like you know, we've like Herb Street, I remember supposedly got like death threats when he was yeah. <laughs> when he was like, you know, saying that Ohio State needed to come clean with all the, the shit with like Terrell Pryor and everything. And uh, you know, Billis has been critical of Duke at, at times too. And so um yeah, that, that's why I like those guys. And you, you, the, the guys who are extreme homers are just, you know, impossible to like unless they're rooting for your team. But even then, it's like I, I get kind of sick of some of that too. So well, that's why yeah. I can't. Go ahead, go ahead. That's why I can't like. I won't listen to the Eagles broadcast when they like. My brother will listen to, um, the guys call the game on ninety, uh, like on ninety four or ninety six instead of listening to announcers from like whatever station they're on because he likes that better and i can't stand those guys because they're homer announcers like they just don't like i get getting excited but they should get you know if you're calling a game regardless you're calling for the eagles or whatever team i always feel like you should get excited for both teams when they're doing something but they like it's it, i can't i'm not a, i don't like homer announcers and it drives me nuts. i don't either i don't either yeah i don't i don't, I don't, like, I don't like the guys who when I mean, again it's like it's it's hard sometimes because it's like you know you don't really know in every case if they're employed by like the network that they're on or if they're actually employed by the team. And mm-hmm. it's like the network is, you know, you know, broadcasting the team broadcast forever. But yeah, I can't stand guys who, when the team that they're, they are broadcasting for be like touchdown. And then when the other team scores, it's uh, touchdown. <laughs> yeah. That's Merrill Reese and Mike. That's uh, I mean, it's not that bad, but yeah, they're like Merrill Reese goes ape shit when the Eagles score. And... Yeah. There, there are, there are people who are like that. And I think you find that a little bit more at the college level and the pro level, at least for football, other sports are, you know, a little different and everything. Um, you know, the, the ultimate, the, the ultimate epitome of, uh, of a Homer announcer, of course, Joe was uh, <laughs> it's Joe. What was no. uh, Ken Harrelson with the White Sox? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. Austin, Austin Carr. He was the Cavs. He's he was pretty bad. Austin Carr. Yeah, I would. Yeah, but I would watch White Sox broadcasts. Harrelson was bad. It would be like a situation <laughs> where, like, it was a ground ball kind of hit into that little like no man's land triangle between the second baseman, the first baseman and the pitcher. So like who's going to go field the ball and who's going to, you know, cover first base and everything. I would see balls hit like that where the first baseman would go after the ball and the pitcher, of course, would then be running to cover be like, and Harrelson would be like, get there, Mark, get there. <laughs> All he's going to do is go and fucking cover first base. It's not like he's trying to outrun the same ball in a hundred meter dash, motherfucker. <laughs> he was very overzealous with a lot of like simple shit. Yeah, and, 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 and his you can put it on the board. <laughs> 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 and then meanwhile, maybe we watch somebody for the Yankees hits a home run, then it'll be like, you know, be like, 
Oh, Aaron Judd puts one 485 feet up Broadway, you know. <laughs> I mean, where, it depends. Like, because I live where I live, I've had to listen to Austin Carr, especially when the, it was the worst when LeBron was there because he was another LeBron guy. Like, LeBron could do no wrong in his eyes. Like, he never did anything wrong. I got so sick of hearing the L train to the rack. Oh <laughs> the L train to the rack uncontested <laughs> every he's, time. <laughs> he's my he's the worst one I've dealt with. He was the, the of all the ones I've dealt with. He was the one. Pat, I wanted to see I haven't talked to you guys. It's been a few weeks. I really think it was like, and I brought this up. I had a couple interesting conversations with one of my brothers during Thanksgiving. My, my brother Wesley. Oh. Was he trying to talk basketball with you again? Well, I, I, I said I thought it was very classless when Shashevsky didn't suspend those guys for the DWI, especially the All-American idiot. He didn't get suspended for a DWI. They just swept it under the rug and, like, it didn't Yeah, like, That was yeah, real, real yeah. classy. And, and, and ex- inexcusable. So, so my, of course, my brother defended Shashevsky for that So because he said it was okay. And then – Let's see. The second conversation we had was he was when LeBron got suspended for the fight. He should have got suspended for at least one game. My brother said that LeBron shouldn't have got suspended because he didn't do anything. He threw a dirty elbow. Like, right. I don't care what anyone. It was a dirty it was elbow. A backhand fist to his face. So he deserved one game suspension. I'm not saying he deserved any more than that, but he deserved one game for that. My brother's like, no, I don't, I don't really think he deserved a suspension for that. He didn't do anything that backhanded a guy. He he legit like put his hand back in like corner of his eye and didn't go sideways to his chest. He went up and started closing his hand and, and bitch slapped the dude. Like, come on now. You didn't think anything was going to happen to that? Please. I just, that that's when you know somebody's just like like it's almost like he's just doing it to be a dick like you, you know he should have got suspended for a game like come on and the other guy chasing lebron all over the court that was unnecessary it looked that hilarious guy, though watching that i was like that, this is funny that guy was <laughs> it did look being funny. A drama queen and he he should have got suspended for longer because he was being dipshit at that point like seriously you're upset we get it we don't need you three times three different times going after him come on like grow up dude he was doing the wwe i'm, I'm not gonna let it go thing i'm gonna get him this time i'm calm i'm calm i'm cool i'm cool oh, God, oh i'm not cool i'm not cool <laughs> i know that's right he was he was tried the other thing i want to i'm he was it, he was he was doing an audition for WWE. The other thing that I was going to bring up to my brother, I want Pat to sit down because I want to see what Pat says about it because it's it's a Notre Dame thing, and I want to see if Pat like agrees or disagrees with my brother. So yeah. I just uh oh, I know they're gonna, I know they happen. So I I guess it was I'm like to the point now where at Thanksgiving it's more fun to sit with my nephews and listen to them than it is like my family talking. I'd rather listen to my nephews because my nephews are like in the stage where everything's D's nuts and they think that's funny. So they were <laughs> doing and that nice. to each other at the table and stuff. They were like, hey, they said something to Ned and they got him with the D's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So Pat. The other thing my brother was arguing me with, and this is a Notre Dame thing, and I, I wanted to see if you're my, – my brother is con- constantly 
using the fact that Notre Dame's entrance requirements are higher. He's constantly using that as an excuse why Notre Dame's never going to win because they can't compete because they have higher entrance standards and stuff. And I, I personally think that that's a lame excuse when my brother gives it, but what do you think about that, Pat? They could, you know, they, they, they could change that. If they really wanted to. That's, that's kind of where I'm at too. I feel like it's using that excuse for 15 or 20 years to me. It's, it's getting old. <laughs> so I mean, they want to, they want to be an elite academic university. Fine. But you know, you can't, you just really can't do it both ways for various reasons. I mean, the, the main thing that they really still haven't, uh, woken up to is that this isn't the 70s and the 80s where you can recruit anybody you want they still haven't really, they still haven't really seemed to adapt to, to that reality um so you know but uh let's see this is a very old institution run by a very old organization being the Catholic Church, that does not traditionally respond well to change. Okay. And is typically got to be dragged, kicking and screaming to modernize things. So that's really where I stand with it. Um, do I want Notre Dame to have excellent academic standards? I didn't actually graduate from there, so I don't really give a shit. I honestly don't <laughs> about their fucking academics. Yes, it's a great university and it's got a great reputation and it's well deserved. You know, unfortunately, due to my own failures, I am not going to ever benefit from that because I can never put on my resume that I was a graduate of Notre Dame. All I can say is that I went there, you know. Um, and I think pretty much anybody would see that, you know that I was there for two years and that my date on my undergraduate degree was over a decade later, uh, you know, I think most people would probably be able to uh, surmise what happened without being told the whole story. So, so Notre Dame's academic reputation really doesn't mean different. Um, I'd much rather see them have success on the football. I mean, field. but, and, but there's like, like as much as I don't like to, use the, the shithole south of here that school gets a lot of recognition for being a good school florida state gets recognition so some of these other programs are, are pretty good colleges and they get they get acknowledged for that and they have different entrance standards so you don't just because you go away from that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to turn into a shithole so mm -hmm. like like so that's the thing that's weird to me is that you know some of these other like some of the other schools that are prominent football schools they're they have good academic programs at those schools and they get accolades too so it seems weird to me for it's almost like you like notre dame thinks oh shit if we stop doing this all of a sudden we're going to be 25th instead of fifth and we can't have that happen <laughs> yeah they want to keep the standard with the ivy schools we got them intelligent football players. They've never been at the same level as Ivy League schools. I don't know that I've ever they seen. They want to be like an Ivy League school. Right. No, they're, 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 
Look, I mean, like the Ivy League schools are always going to be above everybody else academically. Notre Dame is more interested about staying on the same level academically as Stanford and, hmm. uh, you know, uh, MIT and like the non-Ivy League schools that are always like regarded as like the high academic schools do, you know, shit like that. So, um, yeah, that's that's really where they're most. And I even like look at like academic rankings and I don't even know how. So. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know where everything like that stands right now. I don't much care either. So. That's why I asked you, Pat, because it struck me as something that I didn't think you were necessarily going to agree <laughs> with my brother saying that. So that's why I brought it up because I thought my brother was. I felt like he was reaching and just. No, it's it's, it's largely it's largely become excuse making. Um, and it's really like if you have to keep on falling back to the same old excuse, well, then obviously that's not the way to do it. Then if you want the success there, like where do you want the success? In my pants. And um, <laughs> that's very, very, very troubling. Um, <laughs> what do you say in your pants you want in your pockets you want it between your legs <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. in my pockets. pockets cash in your pockets or cash in my in pockets i already have the other kind of success <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Well, hey. um, <laughs> no it, it, it is it is a bit it is really like an old tired excuse yeah. and i'm just not really like interested in hearing about it anymore because Again, you, you you could do something about it. You don't have to drastically lower standards either. We really don't. And I mean, the other thing too, and I, I, this I can tell you I saw firsthand. Uh, get off with it. Yes, get over there. Oh. <laughs> They, oh. you know, when, when you've heard about some of these academic scandals at other school, like the North Carolina one, and you saw like these like papers that these kids were supposedly writing, which like a third grader could do and, and shit like that. Yeah. yeah, Notre Dame obviously holds to a higher standard than that, but it is the job of like the football staff and everything to make sure that the football players are doing everything that they have to do. To succeed academically so that they retain their eligibility they don't fall under that level and everything i was sat in like review sessions uh you know for like you know not regular class sessions where they were like review sessions for because like there were tests upcoming and everything and you'd see several players from the football team there but you wouldn't just see the football players there too there would be like coaches and handlers that were there too that were basically making sure that they were there one and that if they had questions and everything, that they were getting them addressed right then and there. So they were basically there to basically make sure that the football players were asking questions if they needed to, and that they got like any kind of help and assistance they needed. So the support system is there, you know, so they, they could have it both ways if they wanted to. Again, they just, yeah. I, I, I saw, and I'm going to, I'm going to change. I just thought of this. This was discussed. This, this, this is something that happens at work well, that I, well, well just, just real quick, I honestly think that the biggest thing that's going to hurt Notre Dame anymore like going forward is not so much the, acad the academics, but the location, because it is in a pretty shitty location in terms of weather and everything. So that I think will actually hurt Notre Dame more going forward than academics. Are. 
their their slogan when they recruit kids. Would you like to come play in the cold and freeze your balls off? Well, we're the school for you. Well, they're, they're not. They're 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 really not gonna play and freeze their balls off. I mean, they they will get some cold weather days in November and Notre Dame certainly, but it's the spring semester in January and February where they're gonna be suffering from cold and snow much more often than during the football season. So. You guys, you guys are obviously, some of you guys used to work in retail. I think it's really gross when women keep their money like in their brassiere like and i had that twice today i had oh you want to you got some boob money nice nope 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 and it's is that where you keep yours too pat (laughs) (laughs) you got some sweaty titty money there i guess it was gross it's so gross when they do that i'm just like how do you think that that's like sanitary or do you think that that's okay Excuse me, I don't want tick COVID. Okay, stop passing me your dirty titty money. Yeah, I, I would, I would definitely be saying to somebody if they tried to hand me money like that right now, saying, "You do know we've been going through a pandemic for goddamn near two years now, and you want to hand me money out of your breast? How do uh, I know well, that wasn't in your armpit too? But, but, but I, but I inevitably get in trouble saying that. That's COVID. That's COVID uh, variant T. <laughs> <laughs> T-I-T-Y. It was a nasty. It was the nasty woman. Too, oh yeah, it's never like the hot chick that's got her <laughs> money in her boob. It's always the the one you're like, oh god, like really. Slab hanging I, from their arm. I, 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 oh my god. <laughs> I, I was. I, I mentioned earlier. I was at the mall. <laughs> Joe. I, I was actually very surprised because. Um, you know, back when I worked retail, like, you know, there always be extended hours, uh, you know, throughout December. And the mall, I think, was open today from either nine to nine or nine to 10. And I'm like, I remember when that mall, two Saturdays before Christmas, would be open seven to midnight. So I don't know if this is just all. I hated like, those days. <laughs> me too. Right. Those but, not but everyone's doing I, it, Pat. From what I was like trying to figure out, I was like, was this just like, is this just because of like COVID and stuff, and like the demand is not there for, for people to be shopping in stores, or is it because again that they claim they can't get people to work in the stores, or there's um, a lot of it depends, different. It things. depends on the store itself, I think. Yeah, it's, because it's, some it's, stores are doing it, and some stores are definitely not. Right, so it's it's a little it's a little hard to tell uh, and everything. I just I just found it very interesting. I mean, um. But then when I was getting, picking up my car uh, from Jack Williams, I got a flashback to the good old retail days of, you know, you always could hear like, you know, the customer is always right. And I got the big flashback to how that was, is, was, and always will be a big crock of shit. Cause I'm just trying to pick up my car, Jack Williams, past inspection. No problems, but I wanted to ask the guy one question about like a noise I've been hearing occasionally with this, with like when I'm backing out of my space first thing in the morning. But there's this couple, two guys next to me, guy who's like 45 to 55 and his like 75 year old father. And they're there complaining that they bought tires four or five weeks ago and they've had to fill them up already twice. Right. And they were insisting that they get new tires. And the guy who was the guy who I dropped my car off with uh, in the morning was trying to tell them it couldn't be the tires for this reason or that reason. 
I can't remember what he was saying was the reason that it couldn't be the tires because these two motherfuckers were not letting him get a word in edgewise trying to explain what it could be and that they would look to find the, what the problem was and everything. And like the, the father, the 75 year old guy was getting more fired up than his son was and everything. And he's like, and everything that's bullshit. But I heard him saying, Joe, you'll appreciate this. <laughs> you know, being, being the old uh, cell phone troubleshooter. The guy went and said, we got, we, got, we got four different kinds of tires and they're all doing the same thing. So it's got to be the tires. And I wanted to go, <clears throat> oh my God. excuse me, sir, can you repeat that? Did you just say that they're all different types of tires and they're all doing the same, they're all exhibiting the same problem, so it must be the tires? <laughs> did, you, did you say that in your head before you said it out loud? <laughs> if they're different fucking okay. types of tires and they're all having the same problem, guess where the problem is almost definitely not? Fucking tired. <laughs> I'm just wondering so how. I'm, I'm just wondering I'm just, if I'm at Jack Williams they're like, time. you know what, we're gonna sell this guy four different types of tires, put one different tire on each fucking rim. <laughs> I, I, but I was just saying, I'm like, I'm like, oh, this, this, this poor guy who has to stand there and take this bullshit from these morons who think that they know the answer when they don't know shit. So. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, I'm just saying to myself. But I'm just saying to myself. Let's see. The last day I worked in retail was uh, not kind the of greatest little... day of your life. <laughs> yeah, no, like, like not, not kind of my little stints at, at Five Below working for our for our friend Pat, which was mostly overnight stock. I was n- usually never there when customers were. But let's see. My last time working retail was, oh, was about 15 years ago now. So, <laughs> so I think if it's okay for women to give boob money out i think i should be able no, to give out no, my ball no. yes yeah, i should yeah. i i'm gonna give out ball money <laughs> i'm gonna go to the store tomorrow i'm gonna pull out some money from my waist i'm gonna pull my <laughs> like my joggy pants down pulling out from right to my underwear here's right your there. crotch cash <laughs> right here baby here you go I'll pull out that money and slap it on the fucking register that's what i'm gonna do see you know i'll give you why i would not do that um, if you're going to start pulling something out of like, you know, like the waistband of your like running pants, <laughs> you know, somebody may think you're reaching right So maybe not do that. Just a sec. It's right here. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That's just my dick. <laughs> uh, what's the difference? <laughs> my dick's not loaded my any- it'll go ahead <laughs> my dick's not loaded anymore <laughs> that was good jeremy that was good oh. no it's not no it's not oh man don't worry uh, don't worry officer i took care of it before i came in <laughs> i think if there's any any clips jeremy that you can go look for for some good hey. uh, some good wrestling stiff well the, the important thing is, I know Joe did, but Pat, hear me. Have you seen, did you see the CM Punk MJF promo? Uh, no. Which one? The first one. Their first one. Uh, it no, was not, not, not in its entirety. Punky Brewster. It was one of the best, it was probably the best promo this year. 
the second the second version or well the second one where mjf fired back at punk was in eh, but when punk came out to mjf's music the other night in wow. long island and took a dump on the crowd that was like vintage heel punk so the one the other night was pretty good like punk was what? i thought that, do we have a date for the first punk mjf two and a half weeks ago probably two and a half weeks ago it was it was the day before it was the 20 the day before thanksgiving because i went to a concert that night because so the 24th yes all right let me see if i can cue this up hold up let me pause my sharing of sound before this just randomly starts get oh that's right i have it muted okay that's good so let me see he has a it's it's a, it's a Joe, me and Joe, it's a smidge long and I'm not, Joe's wrong. It's like 20 minutes, but they were like, we're going to put these two guys in the ring and we're going to let them go. <laughs> so. Yeah, pretty much. This, why has MJF got a scarf on? Like he's a, that's, that's his thing. That's his thing. He's, <laughs> been doing the, he's been doing that for a while. The Burberry shit. Yeah. I was going to say that's like his gimmick. He had like. He had like I Burberry. Like he had like blue Burberry shoes on the other night in Long Island. It was awesome. <laughs> those shoes were fucking dope. I would so wear those things. Those things are awesome. This is this is the best program in wrestling on any show right now. MJF and Punk. This this is the money feud. They need to drag this some bitch out. I don't need one match and that's it. We need multiple matches. We need this feud to go on because these two guys are so good on the mic that you can get a three month feud out of these guys. Even a bad promo from these guys is better than half the people in wrestling. Wow. Just he, so he, he called him a, he called him a bitch in the beginning of it. Like just, right, just right so in the beginning long, of it. Wow. Just tough, so, that's just tough, so, tough language. Just so long as they don't begin. Uh -huh, the yeah. Right. Uh -huh. a, uh, <laughs> um, a pseudo war games match. Like they did the bullshit. Right. Between Right, MJF's uh, group and Jericho through. Yes, we don't need a we don't need a, a stipulation match first. <laughs> right, right. No, that's right. always like the third encounter. I, well, if you're doing if you're doing three matches, yeah. The Wednesday Wednesday night was the first time I've ever seen CM Punk get shut the fuck up by the fans. Like I've never seen that before until the other night. Hmm. So. So they turned on him. Well, he was. They oh, were in. MJF's, it's in New York. They were in MJF's hometown. He's from Long Island, and CM Punk took a fat dump on New York and Long Island. So I mean, he, he, we knew it was coming. There's nothing wrong with that. Anybody was, can take a fat dump in that, on Long Island. <laughs> it was still the first time I've seen that happen to Punk. That never happened in WWE. He never got, even when he was a heel, the crowd never treated him like that. So it was kind of interesting that. So I wanted to see MJF get on the mic in his hometown, but I think AEW's like, instead of sending out MJF and having him turn on the fans here, we're just going to send CM Punk out and let him play the heel tonight. And I think that that was the smarter decision in the long run. So. No, it was. It definitely was. Did you find it, Jeremy? Or are you going to play? I, I, I did, and it is 18 minutes. It's 17 minutes long. So well, 18 minutes long. So, uh, I don't know if we should because uh, I don't know if we'll run. I don't know if that's going to be a copyright problem with uh with oh, this stuff. Yeah, you're right. 
You're right. It's a, quite a bit long, and I don't know how to. I, I could skip around, but I don't. I don't know where the good parts are because I haven't watched it um, first. Well, he he like right off the bat, punk or me or MJF goes after him right off the bat and says, you know, you took your ball and went home for seven years. Like he goes right. right yeah, he calls him a bitch like right in the beginning. I was like, damn. And he starts yeah. calling him PG Punk, which is hilarious. I think the PG Punk thing—that's his nickname for him now. That's fantastic. And he. They, they zing each other. They like zing, like they let MJF go first and he zings him. And then Punk calls MJF a half rate Miz, which is hilarious. Like he's like, you're like a half rate Miz. So, <laughs> so they went down that road. That's funny. And then, what's his Meanwhile, meanwhile Miz's ears perked up and said, moi. Yeah. <laughs> MJF made a reference to Punk. He's like, hustle loyalty and respect and he's like but here's the thing he's like i can see you <laughs> so they they went after cena then they went after triple h and they they, they made references to wwe and, and this promo i thought it was fine i thought it was okay no that no, no no I, I mean i've been very critical of him many times in the past but that's a low blow to be going after Triple H right now. The guy just got over a fucking heart attack. For one thing. <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> Triple H had a heart attack? What? They yeah, said he had a cardiac episode. It means he had a fucking heart attack, okay? Uh, a cardiac so, episode. Well, they both. Um, and, and, and he's had the brand that he built up from the ground, you know, stripped away from him and, you know, stripped for parts and turned into something else. And so he has, like, no apparent <laughs> authority anymore. And it's also becoming increasingly apparent that Vince is just going to sell the company, which means that Triple H will never actually get the chance to, to take over the company and run it himself or, you know, run it with Stephanie. Um, so, you know, look, man, that's just a low blow. So what, so what do we think? Was Triple H and Stephanie having sex for the one time a year and it like blew his mind? He's just like so amazing. He's like, oh, oh, oh. Well, I'm going to say steroids. <laughs> MJF's oh dig at Triple H was actually mild. CM Punk actually, at the end of his promo, he took the bigger dig at Triple H because he said to MJF, he said, we're just going to have to wait around until Tony Khan has a daughter so you can marry her <laughs> and get the yeah. company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for you to be relevant. Oh, man. The, the best, CM Punk got him with the Miz thing and the, the other really good thing that CM Punk said was he said, like, MJF at one point had called himself Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara. He called them in Darby Allen. He said, we're the four, four pillars of AEW. And CM Punk was like, little did you know, MJF, you've already been replaced on the four pillars by Britt Baker. Ooh. So, <laughs> yeah, it took a shot so at him for that it was, one, so. it was good. It was like what I wanted out of that feud. I've been, I wanted it, and they delivered. The, the, when MJF took shots at CM Punk on Rampage the one night it was kind of kind of mediocre because he kept bringing up Britt Baker and now Adam Cole's riled up now he's like you better stop talking about my girlfriend or I'm going to knock you the fuck out <laughs> yep. so but you mentioned the Miz I started following him following him on uh, TikTok he does some pretty funny shit on TikTok it's pretty he's, it's pretty, he's entertaining and Miz, Miz and Edge had a decent promo two weeks ago where Edge even said hey Miz your name was brought up on another show. That's how relevant you are. <laughs> so, 
So those two were kind of Edge and Miz were kind of shooting on each other a little bit. Like when they had their promo, it was actually almost felt like, oh, look. This and is Maurice is back, years. isn't she? Yes. I feel like we're going to get Miz and Maurice against Edge and Beth. I feel like that could be coming because Beth conveniently is not announcing on NXT right now. She stepped away from that. <laughs> to train. <laughs> Probably. To train. That, that's, that's, not a, that's not a bad thing. She, she's not very good at the no. announcing part. <laughs> I agree with you, Jeremy. I'm, a lot of people like her as an announcer. I did not. I, I did not think she was anything special. I'm okay with her not being on there. So I don't really care about her announcer. She was average at best. So yeah, I don't think they. I don't. I didn't feel like she brought anything that made the announcing on NXT anything better than what it already was. I don't think anybody. Not that it's not that it's really great to begin with, but no, I don't really think uh, Wade Barrett <laughs> has his moments, but I don't think he's. I don't think anybody's doing anything special on there right now. now. They're kind of there. So I got to ask about Wade Barrett. Is, did he get in some? Did he have some kind of injury that he's not able to wrestle? Realized that he wasn't going to make it as a wrestler, and just said, "Okay, well, how can I still be involved?" Realized he wasn't. I think he realized he wasn't going to make it. I think that's part of it, and this is his other, another avenue to still be involved. I think that's most likely what happened. Mm-hmm. So he's also he's also forty one years old now too. So okay. I had no idea how old he was, but I wasn't sure if he got like I wasn't sure if he got injured. Like I know a lot of guys that get injured, like you know Corey Graves. You know he got injured and like didn't want to you know didn't want to push it anymore, so he decided to walk away and do that. Supposedly he's training again to try to come back. That's what I've read recently. Is that court? Well, ever since freaking Daniel uh, uh, Brian Danielson and Edge have been able to come back from their you know neck injuries everybody's like oh i can do it too let's everybody come back from a neck injury it's like oh man not everybody needs to try and come back and and when pat was texting as much as i i don't i don't dislike Corey graves like joe does he needs to not ever announce matches with carmella because he is annoying as fuck when he's announcing matches that she's in he is fucking i can't stand him he should not be allowed to announce Mm -hmm. matches with her the thing, the thing that the thing that really annoys me about him, and yeah, the the Carmella matches have become beyond intolerable at this point, is that there's never a, a good consistency with him in the way that right. he treats certain people. And like, like I remember you said, like, well, he was always this way about like Sasha or some other people. But what I mean is, it's not about like individuals necessarily. It's there are certain times where. He'll be like really, really serious and analyzing the match. And, you know, I think he does a good job of that. But then all of a sudden he'll he'll go way into storyline mode uh, where he just starts saying like the dumbest shit imaginable. And it doesn't and it could be about anybody. That's the problem, too, is that he just he it's you know, it's like it's like the old like, you know, pendulum thing where he just, it just keeps swinging back and forth. Like, oh, like, you know, for 10 minutes, he'll be over here, like, you know, being a serious announcer or analyst. And but still sprinkled in with like the heel comments and everything. And then all of a sudden he'll just become this like ridiculous, like, you know, over the top, like, you know, Oh my God, can you believe that, you know, the face dared do that to the heel that the heel did to the face, you know, every time up till now, you know, that kind of stuff. So like, that's why I find him intolerable. They, they the problem, this- course, is that the playoff between him and Saxton makes me want to strangle myself because between the two of them, I think they're sharing a quarter of a brain. Yes. They they did this really dumb. I thought it was dumb. They did this like last night, the main event, because Roman wasn't there. 
So they had to find a way to do something because no Roman. So they did this three-way tag team match with the New Day, the Usos, and the RK Bro. And they they said that you could vote for who's the best tag team in, in WWE right now. And it, it had to have been fixed because RK Bro won. And I, I, I would not have voted for them. I don't even like the New Day. And I think you can't say RK Bro is better than the Usos and the New Day at this point. Like the accolades for both of those other tag teams, like how can you, there's no planet where RK Bro is the best tag team in WWE right now. So I laughed when I saw the results. I'm like, this is fixed because there's no way people are voting for them being the best tag team in this federation right now. And the Usos and the New Day are like all-time type tag teams. <laughs> like, God damn, how can it be one of the best tag teams when birds fly out of his head? <laughs> so I just, I kind of chuckled with that when they were doing that last night i'm just like okay and then the new day won the match and i'm just like does it really matter which one of these you know i no, I, of it course, doesn't. I of course was very happy when the pwi tag team list came out this year because all's right in the world because the young bucks are number one so who was number two the lucha brothers and that's who it who does number so, two work for uh, <laughs> no I'm just, I'm just curious as to who they would have it there I was know. The Usos were four, and three and five were like tag. I don't know who the tag teams were. They were not tag teams from AEW or WWE, or it was not somebody who I recognized. So, like, not even like the Briscoes or anybody like that. No, no, okay. I know who they are. The, these well, were right. That's why, that's why I, I figured you did. So, so I don't. But so, but yeah, the, the Usos were four. Now, I've not all anybody's released is the top five. Nobody's released past there. You have to buy the magazine to find out the whole list. So, but the, the top five came out. So, come on, Darth Pat, hack into that shit. Get the rest of the list. <laughs> I, 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 I told Joe this, and I've told multiple people this this week. And this isn't even really other than Bobby Fish. We're not even talking about the people that WWE cut this year. They lost. Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole, and Johnny Gargano. Those three guys are probably three of the top five or ten best wrestlers in the world. And they lost Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, who's one of the best tag teams in the world. This year, they lost that. Not even all the other shit that they've lost. They let these other guys go and didn't re-sign them. Because so they, deserve- they don't fit WWE's Vince McMahon mold. <laughs> and then think about everybody who they cut from last year, too, you know, so. I'm more surprised when they cut somebody that fits the mold of the WWE that Vince likes. Like Braun Strowman. I was surprised. Not that he needed to stay, but I was surprised because he fits that. He's like that stereotypical WWE Vince guy. Yeah. He is. I don't know how much longer the stereotypical Vince guys, I don't know how much longer that's going to work. <laughs> well, it hasn't worked for a long time already, but Vince doesn't seem to like want to fully recognize that. And just, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to go into explicit detail because teach his own. Everybody listens to, I, I I've listened to all four of the Freddie Prince podcast about when he worked for WWE and they're pretty entertaining. So he's he's not telling he's not talking about this guy being better than this person. He's just telling stories about when he was a writer for WWE. So I couldn't even imagine being a writer for that for that company. Like the amount of shit that you have to he, deal with. He, 
he has no ties to them anymore. So he, you know, he hasn't really taken a dump on them, but he's definitely said, I didn't agree with the way they did this. And they definitely held people down. And their reasons for holding people down are really stupid sometimes. He's definitely said that if we study. (laughs) Yeah. So, Pat, the other tag teams, one's from New Japan, the other one's from Goddess of Stardom. Okay, well that's that, Udo, that other the... one I definitely wouldn't know. The goddess of stardom. So it's ALK from Goddess of Stardom and the Dangerous Techers from uh or Teakers, however you want to say it, from New Japan. Those guys I know. Oh boy. Uh, I was uh. uh I was just looking at the uh the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame ballot for 2021 and the way he does it is interesting, but <laughs> why? I, I don't understand some of the candidates sometimes. Like, I don't know if you know this, but like in recent years, AJ Styles and Kenny Omega have been inducted already, even though their careers are not over. Now, Styles, he, he's definitely more towards the end of his career. Uh, I don't know if you could say that about Omega. So I'm not so sure Omega should have ever been on a ballot yet. Just just because again, he's... I know, but he's been wrestling for a long. Kenny's. It's not like he's been wrestling for five years. Oh right, right, right. I'm not. I'm not saying that, but I, I'm just saying that I, I think. I, I think maybe that like you know you can hold off on on some people like okay. putting on that ballot. So, okay. so just like so just like this here, um, his modern performer, performer, modern performers in U.S. Canada candidates includes. I'm not giving you the whole list. I'm just giving you the ones that I find a little late. Why are they on this ballot? Nikki Bella, but not Brie. Charlotte Flair, who's still right in the middle of her career. Um, John Moxley, same. Seth Rollins, same. And then there's also got Randy Orton and CM Punk, but in Orton and Punk's case, I would say they're much more at the end of their careers, you know, as opposed to being right in the middle. Everybody else is on this list is more or less retired. The only ones who I would say are not are Matt and Jeff Hardy, but um, they're gonna they will die in the ring. Both of those guys, no, are Jeff, no, Matt, Jeff, no, Matt won't. Jeff will. Jeff clearly has issues still since WWE released him again. If if anybody even is stupid enough to let Jeff Hardy back in a fucking wrestling ring, so that's but that that's a that's a whole different story. So. Um, yeah, he, he, he does, he does like groups by like, um, or candidates by like, uh, like where they primarily wrestled. So like the other ones are like Japan, Mexico, Europe, Australia, New Zealand. Then he has a non-wrestler list. And then he has now a historical performer, performer, uh, historical performer era. You're having a hard time with that word performer. It's, it's, it's a work thing because like it's pro pro forma things as a term in our various programs and shit so i mean it's an interesting list but like it's it's very hard for people to get elected as it probably should be and as you know uh he has a very um diverse uh electorate i guess you could say so um it's just it's just like another kind of thing that's interesting to always compare it to the wwe hall of fame to see like who WWE elected, who the Wrestling Observer has not. And, you know, there's a lot of those people would be kind of easy to predict. But uh, when you look into some of the more historical uh, people, it's uh, 
it's a little more interesting, especially if they're in the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame, but they're not in the WWE Hall of Fame. So it's like, why are they not in the WWE Hall of Fame? You know, <laughs> he he gave his like True. match ratings for War Games, and they were not. They were this is the worst match ratings he's gave so far for something I watched. So fun. I, I've I usually generally tend to agree with him for the most part, not on this one. Like he gave the men's war games match almost five stars, and there's no way that match was almost five stars. <laughs> I, I also heard that Lance Storm kind of trolled him on Twitter about some posts about uh, the show ratings. You know, not not match not match ratings, but like the like the television ratings um, that he was trying to twist it around uh, some way, even though like the AEW ratings haven't been great lately. And Lance Storm, I guess, said something um, which he thought was obviously a joke, and Meltzer didn't take it as a joke. And Meltzer came back with some like long thing about. Well, yeah, but if you look at this, you're going to have to see that the blah, blah, blah. And then Storm had to like re- reply to him, Dave, it was a joke. And Meltzer <laughs> got pissed. So, I just think that's pretty funny when he's he's taking some of this shit a little too seriously anymore. For the most part, I yeah. Find it funny. All right. Well, on that note, but, do we uh, have anything else that we want to quick to talk about? Well, just because we mentioned real quick, I mean, I really hope Jeff Hardy straightens himself out, but it's like he needs he's to. Had so, he's had so many chances to do it, and it seemed like from if the reporting that I saw about this is accurate, they basically told him, "Jeff, you got to go to rehab." He said no, <laughs> and they're like, "Well, then we can't have you work here anymore," which is a perfectly reasonable response. So, so he's playing the Amy Winehouse card. <laughs> you know, yeah. I guess you know. Yes. I know what you mean. I know. I am from familiar with that song, but yes, um, it's yeah. It, it's kind I, of amazing. I, it's kind of amazing in a lot of ways that he's still alive as it is. But it's like I really thought that maybe he had finally put the stuff behind him, and obviously not. So. And he he supposedly WWE's paying for Moxley. It's not even AEW that's paying for Moxley's rehab. It's WWE. That's where all the I've seen multiple reports. Seeing WWE's paying for Moxley's rehab, so that's that's interesting on a few levels. But I do applaud WWE for doing that. So I hope Jeff does not end up in AEW. I I, I wouldn't want to touch Jeff if I was anybody right now. <laughs> no, it would be it would be completely irresponsible for any wrestling company, whether it was AEW, Impact, ROH, NWA, MLW, whoever. It would be completely responsible for any organization to sign him and use him. Right. It just feels like the, the the traveling on beat on the road just I think just too much for him anymore. Like he keeps going relapsing back into his old days or like you know have the thoughts of doing it because something definitely happened and this is the case. So it just yeah, I think it just but, needs to be time for him to coast on out. Yeah, but at the same time, if let's say he signed with an organization that only does tapings like once every three weeks, they do no touring. So you'd only have to fly into like location X, you know, once every three weeks to tape like, you know, three weeks worth of shows. Would you even trust him to do that right now? I wouldn't. No. I I thought that um I thought that WWE Monday night had a chance to with Liv fighting Becky in the main event. I felt like they had Liv's kind of she could be a star. 
and I felt like they mm-hmm. missed the opportunity that night. Becky doesn't need the belt right now, neither does Charlotte. So I, I felt like Liv. That was a that was a night for Liv. I I felt the whole night like Liv was going to win. So I felt like they missed an opportunity there. Even if she only has the belt for six weeks, I felt like they missed an opportunity. And then they wonder why they can't do anything because she's the fans like her. She's got a following. People are into her. She's not a superhero like Nikki Ash, the crap that they did to her. This isn't that same kind of character. She's actually kind of gotten support her own way, just her character and stuff. So I felt like they missed an opportunity. And for Becky to grab the ropes again, like we're, we did that two matches in a row. So we're turning her full heel where she has to grab the ropes to win matches. So I, I think I feel they like they're it. saving something big for that later on though. Yeah, it's, I, I, I totally agree with you. I had, I had raw on for the last half an hour or so on Monday night, cause I was setting up my Christmas tree. And when they were doing that big promo package for, for Liv talking about her journey, her quest and everything before the match, I seriously said out loud, this is going to suck so bad when she loses in half an hour. <laughs> yeah, but you're but you're exactly right. It, it makes Becky look weak by having to use do the rope grab for the pin again, especially when she, that's what she did with, with Charlotte and everything. So, so really, you had a match then where neither person came out of it looking better for various reasons, and you you, you know you're absolutely right. How how much would Becky suffer if she lost right now? Very little. So it's like it's not like she's going to suddenly stop being one of the top two women in the company just because she loses to Liv Morgan. But you're exactly right. This was a perfect opportunity to create a new star. Just like I was saying with the Men's Survivor Series match, I said when we was getting down towards the end, I said Austin Theory should be the sole survivor of this match, and then he wasn't. Uh, yeah, they wonder why they can't create new stars. And Austin Theory could have something here, but they're making him look like a ridiculous moron in these segments with Vince right now. They yep. think that just because he's working, he's doing segments with Vince, that's going to elevate him. So not when you make him look like a fucking pansy. Nope. So this is why I can't really watch WWE programming because it's, it's fucking infuriating. It's like, look, I like Randy Orton and Sheamus and Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns and the Usos and the New Day and, and everything like that. But it's the same shit with them all the time. You know what you're getting out of them. You got to show me something new in addition to it. So Yeah, you do. Too the repetitive. Best, the best. I saw that they actually are selling Bianca's ponytail on WWE shop. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? <laughs> well, you know, you know, you know what? That's the way you can market her. It's, you know, as much as I hate the whole when she does stuff with the ponytail and everything, if you're going to market her, that's the way to do it, really. So if you, if the, it is. And if they sell, then maybe you know that she's popular and that, you know, okay, let's, we got to keep pushing her. She, she is popular and they already gave, I don't care because I don't like her, but they already gave up on her. So they already kind of, that's my point. They, they (laughs) fucked her. It her so badly. They did. Again, well, why can't, why can't we make new superstars? Well, the person who you put on the main event of night one of WrestleMania saying about how it was two African-American women wrestling each other in the main event of WrestleMania, and you had her win the match, and then five months later, you have her lose the title in 15 seconds. To a white girl. 
<laughs> why can't we make new superstars? I don't know why anybody would think she's not a superstar after she loses in 15 seconds. <laughs> they don't have. She's lucky she got to hold the belt as long as she did in WWE because we know that doesn't always happen and they don't always get to hold the belt long. In my opinion, go ahead, Pat. I was going to say, it was kind of like the same thing that they did with Kofi. They they did this big thing with Kofi, the big journey. They have him win the belt and everything, and then drops it in 10 seconds to the white guy. (laughs) Yeah. Brock Lesnar, white guy. They don't. I mean, yeah, obviously it's Brock Lesnar and everything, but it's like then what you it did was a in that squash seconds, match that was, yeah, it was a bullshit in, squash in match. Ten, in 10 seconds, you just completely invalidated Kofi's entire title, right? You know? Yep, you did. It's not Pretty like Bret Hart it. getting, it's not like when Bret Hart got the surprise roll up on Diesel, it negated his year of holding the title. I mean, yeah, he was the lowest drawing champion of all time and everything, but it's not like it pushed Diesel down the card. <laughs> but they, so. don't, they, they don't have like, I don't believe they have this, like, three years ago, they had a plethora of talent in NXT. They don't have a plethora of talent in NXT right now. They don't have they don't have people that they can be like, oh, you're good. That They're changing what they're doing, but then when you change it, you don't have, oh, we can pluck this person. We can pluck that person. They don't have that anymore where they can just pluck somebody from NXT and move them up and ruin them. They don't have that plethora of people anymore <laughs> and quite frankly they have nobody to but themselves to blame for that right I mean, this would probably be an ideal time to have Bray Wyatt on their roster in some way shape or form just because conceivably you could have him matched up against really any of these guys that's at the top of the card and would be something that you really hadn't seen before really same with Strowman in a way so it's like but no you decided well we don't want these guys anymore and again, I know you don't like the guy, but what they did with Keith Lee, what they did with Carrying Cross, it's like shit fests. Yeah. So it's hard to enjoy it. It's good old WWE for you right now. That's and why Wednesday. Up, down, left, Wednesday, right. We don't know where we're going. That's why Wednesday night is the best night of the week right now for wrestling because the WWE or AEW doesn't always put on an a-plus show but they don't they don't really shit the bed right now either they don't put on shit shows so you pretty much you're gonna get something good out of that show they have enough good wrestlers on that show that even if they're not featuring daniel bryan or adam cole they have enough other people that they can feature i mean yeah no we don't necessarily need to see cody go through a flaming table in a regular match (laughs) like we did two weeks ago (laughs) No, that's that's that that's a that's something else to to make a mockery of yeah like i turned on aew a few times on wednesday night and like i turned it on towards the end of the show and saw malachi black all of a sudden just interrupt promo because of course you can't have an uninterrupted promo on aew but he's yeah he sees he spits the shit into julia hart's eyes and i go oh why did he do that what's his problem with these guys you know so Hey, it's it's something new. It's something different. So, <laughs> see where it goes. Yeah, I mean, they, they're gonna be, I look really hard. I find her very cute. So, Hangman and Brian Danielson are probably gonna, you know, tear the house down on Wednesday. I'm sure that match is gonna be high quality. It's gonna be a four and a half or five star match. Danielson's not gonna win, 
But no, I, I have a, I, I have a feeling that match will be like an inconclusive ending type match, which is fine. So, well, yeah, Kenny's Kenny's gone for six months right now. We're not seeing Kenny for six months, probably. So right, but what I'm also saying is that you can extend Paige and Danielson out to what, what is it, February? Yeah, they need to February, they need February. to extend yeah. because I I actually really think I think MJF Punk's going to put MJF over. And I think MJF may potentially be the next person. He may be the person that beats Hangman ultimately in this. So, very okay. well. So, all right. Well, with all that being said, we're going to call it a night here. We had a lot of wrestling talk, had some football talk, had some bullshit talk. So, we just want to thank everybody for tuning in either live with us on Facebook or catching us on YouTube later or anywhere else that you catch your podcast for the audio version. And I don't have my list in front of me, so I'm not trying to go through the list because I don't want to screw it all up like I normally do. So I don't know where I have my little orange <laughs> notebook. I don't know where I have my little orange notepad that I have that particularly <laughs> written on. So so I don't look like an asshole uh, and screw it up six times. Uh, I just won't go through the list. <laughs> oh, God. So, but we do thank everybody for watching and listening. You just we do. made the list. That's right. I just made the list. <laughs> <laughs> now I just lost the list. <laughs> oh, uh, but, you know, we'd really do appreciate everybody tuning in and, and watch, watching or listening to us. Uh, we hope you're as entertained as we are with ourselves. Uh, and with that, we say thanks for watching. Have a good night, morning, and afternoon. And we'll catch you on the next episode.